Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks to Factor for supporting our show. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to FactorMeals.com slash Core50 and use the code CORE50 to get 50% off. Another offer. Ditch the middleman? <laughs> Shit, now that's real. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to CORE. This is CORE for Thursday, October 12th, 2023. And uh, we are in the thick of spooky season. We're playing a lot of video games, talking about a lot of news, and just doing core. It's what we do on Thursdays, all right? I know a bunch of you know it because, holy shit, a bunch of you signed up for our Patreon this week. I, I, I can't even wait yeah. to talk about it. It's insane to me. Um, I'm having an AI read them all because it's too big of a list. That's how crazy it's going to be later. So whatever you guys are doing, keep it up, I guess, because core is popping. Uh, it's nice to see you all. We're here, me, Scott Johnson, with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we have a ton to talk about. I wanted to start with uh, a little thing, just something I noticed. You know Jackie Wells in uh, Cyberpunk, right? Everyone loves Jackie. Mm-hmm. Jackie, uh, the actor who plays him, his name is Jason Hightower. He has an amazing mustache. I recommend looking him up on IMDb. Anyway, dude is mostly known for kids' cartoons. Not too many video games. Which is crazy to me because he's perfect as Jackie, right? We love him. Guy's great. Well, I will talk about it later and why I played it, but I picked up Rage 2 a little bit this week. And lo and behold, there's a dude in that game, and I went, whoa, that's Jackie. So I'm going to play some Jackie audio, and then I want to play some, some John Marshall from Rage 2 audio, okay? Just for a fun comparison. So here's, here's the Jackie Wells we know from Cyberpunk. But I can, and I am. And you should, too. Now, what do you say we lick her up and talk life? Okay, so having a good time with Jackie in the bar, right? Probably the afterlife is where he's at. Now here's John Marshall. It's Moxie's, I think. Is it Moxie? It might be. Here is uh, John Marshall in Rage 2. He's a dude you take quests from and stuff. And I I walked into this room, and I I was just taken aback. Here it is. Now I'm telling you, that's bad intel, Gulo. Jimmy, you just need a tiny gulp, Marsh. No, you don't get true swill if you don't give true talk. Kind of cool, right? Aaron's kind of right. Yeah, although I thought it was from a porno at the beginning. <laughs> I corrected pretty quickly. Yeah, there's a girl who's less of a good actor, I think, in there who really needs a hit from whatever the booze is there. And uh, so she's begging for it. 
And uh, anyway, I heard that voice and I just got excited. And he gives you quests all through the game. Bo, you may remember you played a bunch of Rage 2. I did play a lot of it. I never finished it, but at like 80% maybe. Oh, yeah, I got that's a lot. Far in it. You got a lot farther, yeah. farther than I did the first time. Yeah. Um, we'll hey, talk Rage more about it. Rage 2 is pretty good. Yeah, Rage 2 is underrated. Again. Underrated, I believe. I think people gave it a hard time for being... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the problem was. We'll talk about it when we get to games we played, but I have stuff to say about Rage 2. But I also have this. All right, so a new form of hackery is out there. Be nervous, everyone. Not really. If you're a game dev mostly, maybe you'll be a little nervous. But uh, Steam is going to start requiring two-factor authentication for game devs to update their games on Steam. So any game, small or big, you have a patch, you have to log in two-factor authentication style. There's no getting around it. They're forcing it on you for security reasons because... In theory, and they didn't say whether any of this has actually happened, but the loophole is, in theory, it's possible for a game update to contain a bunch of malware really on any service if the game dev account is compromised. So uh, the idea would be when Bo finishes Super Lake Run, the upcoming mega hit Super Lake Run, uh, and when you submit that to Steam and you want to do updates, you're going to have to 2FA in there because somebody's going to put malware in there. And can you imagine a worse thing for us as the show where we talk about Lake Run, the whole story happened here, the entire impetus for the for the existence of the name Lake Run came from here. And then we find out we're putting malware on everyone's machines. We'll be ostracized and hated among gamers forever. I mean, <laughs> that's very dramatic, but yeah, yeah, it would be definitely super irritating. Yeah. Well, somebody um, you're making, since you're the closest there is here today, somebody who's going to maybe make some games. Uh, well, I mean, I have a personal story, right? So you guys know about my other, well, we haven't done one in a show in like four years, but remember Good, Bad, or Bullshit? Yeah, I remember that. The podcast, you've been on it, Scott. I know. We it did fun. discuss conspiracy theories. It was just a random topic with Mike and Crofton, whom I bring up a lot in the show. Um, well, so that site is, it's still up goodbadbull.com. You can go visit it. Although beware, but, um, <laughs> cause listen to the story I'm about to tell you first. Cause I think it's okay, Yeah. but you never know. Um, and, uh, so what ha- happened was, you know, we kind of, we hiatus the show. We hadn't been doing it for a while and I wouldn't visit it just to check on it. And all the menu items said, click here to buy Viagra. <laughs> Viagra, <laughs> like the whole, oh, wow. yeah, and it was like a whole bunch of weird ad hominem, like weird text, like gibberish email spam, and uh, it, it, you clicked on any link, and it would take you to some weird site where it would sell you Viagra. So that button where it says subscribe, you're yeah. showing it for our YouTube watchers. Yeah, it would say click here for Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, that happened on my website, and I freaked out, of course, because I'm like, "What are going to happen to the tens of people who are coming to the site? They're going to get screwed." Um, and so I spent the better part of like three weeks trying to untangle the mess that happened. I tried to figure how did I get compromised? Like I'm, I have good email hygiene. Mm-hmm. I don't click on stuff. Like how did this happen? Do you run so a site? My, Does the site run on some, on your own server? So is it what's, I don't know if this is what podcasters do these days. I know a lot of them just throw it up on TikTok and call it a podcast, but, uh, I believe I took a le- I examined your site when you were doing the morning stream because mm-hmm. I started good, bad or bullshit before we ever met. Right. Inspired by instance and stuff. I was like, let me make my own. Sure, why not? I got a WordPress site. I got the Blueberry plugin. 
Mm. And, you know, my friends are like, uh, you don't want the standard WordPress site. When you get a WordPress site, you're doing everything you can to make your site not look like WordPress. Right. So I go to, what is it, Theme Apples or something? There's, you know, those sites where you can buy like... Um, yeah, you can buy themes. Website themes for like 50 bucks. Like, sure. I can't remember what it was called, but there's a site. So I got a, a theme. And, you know, I'm customizing. You get all these plugins that, you know, dudes somewhere in the world write like... Um, how to get Google fonts onto your WordPress site. It's just like a 20 kilobyte plugin, boom, download it. So I got like 10 or 20 plugins. Hmm. So here's what happens. Those plugins, they don't make money. It's like people in the WordPress community write them. If they're great, they get updated. If some of them have monetization plans for pro features, like I think Blueberry is one of them for the podcasting, still use it to host my shows. Mm-hmm. Um Blueberry's fine. They're good. They're all right. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I think they're. I, I assumed you used that at one point. I think. I think. I don't think I ever used them, but I. Um, I know that they're well regarded in yeah, our circles. I, they're, they're, yeah. they're. You know, it was a. It's a very popular plugin and maintained and even updated as much as this year. I. I know I updated them on my site because now I regularly update and inspect my plugins, even. Just out of hygiene, internet hygiene. Sure. But I hadn't touched the site in like years, right? Like it's it's working fine, leave it alone. So apparently what happens is like, let's say you make a plugin to make your post button blue. You just, for whatever reason, there's a a weird little plugin that makes a certain button blue or does your Twitter links or something like that. Well, that person is obviously not making money and they take their plugin, they sell it. Yeah, for like a hundred bucks or two hundred. They're like, whatever. I'm not. I'm done updating this. Uh, does someone else want it? So they buy the someone. Buy, who knows? You're selling it to someone on the internet. So some bad actor buys your plugin and updates it with malware and mm. then propagates it on your site. And what I learned was even they don't even. It wasn't even that um, they want your your web hosting or your website for the malware links. They also propagate their bullshit from hacked websites. Yeah. So, you know, I've got like uh, tons of gigs on my GoDaddy web hosting. Yes, I knew uh, all the generic <laughs> website products. You name that, you name it, I have it. Yeah. The, the GoDaddy hosting, um, uh, they just use that to launch other attacks. So they love getting into your, your shitty uh, WordPress site you haven't updated in 10 years but are still paying for in order to, from cover, launch their attacks. So it never occurred to me. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I have a question. Well, I mean, so like that's how my website got hacked. I had to buy website or web hosting hardening uh, pro tool to search for everything. I mean, I had lots of stuff on backup, but not the website, so I didn't want to start from scratch. So I had to use um, FTP software to go through every file, comb through it. I had to learn PHP so I could understand what I was reading. Cause yeah. like, and just identify snippets of code that might've gotten injected into my PHP that didn't look right. If I couldn't overwrite it with a fresh install. Sure. It took me weeks, dude. Like, and I'm like, I have a life. I want to move on with things. And I spent like so much time cleaning my site. And now I've got website hardening and TFA on my login. <laughs> oh, he clicked one of the Viagra links. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it, like it's, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, lesson learned. So when this came up, I'm like, we have to tell everyone about this because it sucks. You do everything right and some asshole um, application that you're not paying attention to is a vulnerable vector of attack. And I was like, yeah. wow, yeah. there are so many old games in my steam library. And every now and then you get a burn your butt to be like, I'm going to, 
like what's an old game like like just I'm just even gonna open my library here and just try and find something random that I haven't seen. It's like I was playing right. Papers Please this week. Game came out in 2012 or 13. Like that's a yeah, good example. But, it's an old. But I mean, small even game. like less well known, right? Like right. Uh, that's like at least well known. Like just something like I've got a game here called uh, 140. What the hell is that? Yeah, what is 140? What is that? I don't know. 140. It came out October 2013. It looks like a weird indie shapes game. Uh, developer Carlson Games, publisher Carlson Games, uh, is the only game. Well, they released that and Toth in 2016. <laughs> and then a few Toth. soundtracks. For yeah. all we know, this person sold off their IP to someone else, and someone's in there and going to update it and put some put some ransomware on your shit, or who knows what they can put on there. It's like. It's an EXE you're running. You're trusting because it's on your Steam account that it's going to be fine. Right. So um, I guess the two-factor authentication, if you're buying it, you're probably also going to buy the 2FA. So that actually doesn't help prevent the nightmare I just described to you. But um, something to be aware of anyways, just if you have antivirus you know, or, or something like that. It might be a good idea to check those old games because steam was reportedly finding instances of games with malware yeah uh on their service and, and that's why they that, forced this which is the right thing to do like this is a way to lock it down so the only problem is some people if they're already compromised how do they do their updates with without well, i guess they just have to get two-factor and update it yeah i mean well that's steam has two-factor but think of all the stores you have Oh, good point. You got to submit to Epic and Steam. It, like, open up a whole new box of nightmare. I mean, GOG, I got Epic Games. Like, mm-hmm. are you still using EA Origin? That's probably not getting a lot of love if it even still exists or whatever it's called. I mean, called this now. is going back quite a ways, but my uh, I had my World of Warcraft account stolen. Oh, um, I remember and that. Yeah. characters deleted and all of that, and that was from the Blizzard client at the time when you launched it, it would launch a Flash player, an yep. Adobe Flash player in the client. Yep. And Adobe Flash had just updated and there was a vulnerability in that version of Flash. And just opening the Warcraft client opened me up to uh, a keylogger. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the, immediately my <laughs> account was stolen. I just remember being at work. Actually, I think it might have been at school at this point because this was very early WoW days. Yeah. Uh, and just while I'm at school getting a notice like, hey, you know, your account's been suspended. <laughs> like, I'm at home. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, we've we've terminated your account. And by the time I got home, it was back to, we think your account <laughs> might have been compromised. We're uh, looking into I forgot it. that little individual launcher before they had Battle.net uh, was just a little flash shockwave thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was their, that's their freaking fault. I mean, by their fault, I mean, well, maybe Blizzard didn't know. Maybe, maybe we were still in the phase of we didn't know uh, Flash was going to be such a freaking porous nightmare of security, but it became that very quickly. And I'm glad you got it back. What'd you have to do? Like go through a bunch of hoops to get your account back? They recognized pretty early. Like I said, during the course of the day, um, it went from, hey, you violated terms of service, your account's been suspended, to, Hey, we think your account might have been compromised to, you know, hey, <laughs> we're trying to restore items and purchases. Yeah. And so I think it was a case of like that night I couldn't play, like my stuff was all gone. Yeah. Um, but 
I think by the next morning, all my stuff had been restored. Oh, that's quick. So all right, it didn't take it didn't take too long. Um, but I I I imagine Blizzard got hit with a lot of these because uh, it was a pretty well known like issue for a while. I found out not too many years ago. I guess I found out in 2013, but the occurrence happened in 2008 where we were running Lich King, uh, the the dungeon. Was it that? Anyway, the Hodor fight? Not Hodor. What was his name? <laughs> ah, the Frozen Hodor? guy. Not Hodor. Hodor's from Game of Thrones. What? <laughs> Lieutenant Sourfang? What? <laughs> What's his name? <laughs> That's what was in my head. But, wait, wait. That's is it? The one where there's ice? Is that the Lich King? Yeah, the, it's the Lich King expand. Or it's the Lich King. I think was it Hodor? Me and me and get guys in There's our no team. one in WoW called Hodor. Hodir, Hodir, Hodir. It's Hodir. Old War. Yes, Hodir and Old War. That's what it was. Old War, not oh, not Lich go. King. So we're playing Old War. We you know probably the most on repeat dungeon I ever did it was just constant, always playing that thing. And there was the fight with Hodor. The bow I always wanted finally dropped. Don't remember yeah. the name of it. Some kind of frost bow, and it dropped off to, off of him, and I got it, and then. DC, the whole server DC'd right as I was picking the thing up. Oh, no. So I went on, you know, I went through all the support channels to say, dude, this was in my grasp and I worked really hard to get this. It's been weeks trying to get it. I finally got it. Please, can you do something? I didn't think it was that big of a request, but I put it out there. And within, I don't know, five, six, seven days, something like that. I think we had two shows in between so I could talk about it. But on uh, maybe about a week later, they said, yeah, it'll be in your mailbox. And it all got worked out. Because they were able to prove. So it was really nice. But then this guy I talked to in 2013, he's a listener of the show. And he goes, by the way, you caused me a lot of headaches back in the day. And I said, what do you mean? And he goes, back when that hoe deer thing fell or that thing and you called support saying you lost your drop. I was working in customer service at the time. And it was very controversial that we gave you that bow back. And I said, oh, really? Inter- internally? Yeah, internally controversial because some people were like, he has this podcast that a lot of people listen to. We really probably ought to give him the bow. Like they didn't want me to be pissed, which I wouldn't mm-hmm. have been. I would have just said, oh, well, move on. <clears throat> but he says uh, there were people on one side going, we got to do it. We have to We have to give it to him. It's obvious. This is, we're going to hear about this. If we don't do this. And the other part of the room's like, hell no, we don't. We're not giving him that. Sh- he, can, he can go get that bow again. Like it was a real division. And they had all these kind of like internal arguments about it. That's why it took so long. They finally relented and said, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, dude, I did not mean to cause any kind of kerfuffle internally. And he goes, oh, it's all water under the bridge now. And he was working then in 2013, he was working in the tech side of putting BlizzCon on. So he was in that big computer room, you know, the server room that runs everything. Mm. He was one of the chief dudes in there. So he's fine now. I don't think, I don't, I don't think there's a perfect answer for that question i don't either on the worst end of influencer culture is hi uh i'm walking into your store one million people are watching give me free ice cream yeah i hate that or we or you know that's like the bad end and the good end is like you know word of mouth is a good thing if we're seen as a benevolent benevolent yeah i like benevolent we're seen as a benevolent company everyone wants to be a belephant company you know yeah i mean you know it it will reflect well on us to give this person their bow back and yes we might get an increase of people requesting that stuff but 
You know. Well, that was the worry, right? Is that you'd set a precedent where anybody could complain about, oh, I DC'd right when it dropped. Not fair. What they had to prove yeah, but out. You're going to get that anyway. Like, That's do you true. really think if anybody in WoW, regardless of whatever happened to Captain the Instance, like, if they, <laughs> like, if you got an item and you felt like you rightfully got it, yeah. and then a DC happened and you didn't have that item anymore. 100% you're contacting customer support regardless and and you know they evaluate on a case by case basis. Yeah, especially you know? it wasn't just my internet, it was the entire server went down. Which was my big reason. Like if it had just been me, my my internet took a dump, I would have been well that that's the breaks. What are you Did everyone do? else in your raid get their items restored? I don't think there was much else in there. Maybe, maybe they did. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah but that was, was the era of like the boss dropped two things. Yeah. And you rolled for them. We were still rolling for them then, I think, right? Pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Did, did, I mean, there, there's just, as I say, there's no right answer to it, right? Streamer, streamer privilege is a thing. Yeah. And some people hate it, um, but for the reasons I outlined, it can be a good thing. But in 08, it was kind of new, right? This idea of, um, you know, streamer culture hadn't really taken over. We were a moderately to large size podcast. It was all about their game. They had people internally listening to it. So I think it was just a timing thing if it was today and i said you know this is scott from core and uh that bow totally dropped i don't think i would ever hear back from them or i would immediately get a thing saying we don't give away stuff from dcs like i think those days are long gone they were still kind of small in 08 and it was a nice time i miss that time yeah Anyway, uh, yeah, well there you no, have it no. uh don't put or careful what you install and if you're a dev uh update your shit and get your 2FA going at least for steam for everything yeah, else uh, you know i don't know yeah that, that's for game developers to do although i think there's 2FA on steam as well because i have steam guard so yeah everyone should 2FA mm. pretty much you should 2FA at all times it sounds dirty if they offer 2FA you take 2FA yeah it does sound dirty i don't like it yeah but it's not two-factor authentication is good not as that's not the greatest thing in the world but it's the best we have and if you can even do uh, another layer on top of that with like some password manager stuff. We have three stuff. FA. We three I don't FA know if there's three FA or uh, <laughs> are there is there a three FA three factor authentication? I don't know. Maybe like a fob, uh, password, and a. I'm sure if you worked at like a even a Blizzard or some company that guards its secrets, I bet you there's probably some three FA like key. USB keys and stuff like probably that. bio stuff too, right? Like eye scans and fingerprints and pee in a cup. yeah, pee in a cup, always pee in a cup every time if you can, if you can work that out. Anyway, that is uh, a weird. Oh, it's thing. called MFA. They don't do. Why don't they do numbers? Why they got lazy after two? MFA. So it's, it's FA two FA and then MFA. What's MFA? Mother effer fucking authentication. <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone was going to say it. I didn't know who. <laughs> Turns out it's John. John saw an opportunity and grabbed it. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about the games we're playing. So we played uh, more Cyberpunk. Uh, I think mostly Scott and John because Bo kind of did a detour. But we'll talk about that. Um, I got to the end of the main story. This is such a weird run for me because I played. It's a brand new save when 2.0 dropped. Started playing a new game. The expansion comes out. I grab Phantom Liberty. I immediately do what I have to to build up to the point that I can start Phantom Liberty. And then I do that. And I have a great time in there. And then I hit that quest where Idris Elba says, I'll call you in a couple of days and hangs up on me. 
And I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll go do other shit. And then what happened is I got so busy doing other stuff, body augmentations, seeing Ripper docs constantly, uh, getting money from the, from the Night City PD for all their stupid jobs that are everywhere, all that kind of thing so I could earn money and get more implants, so on and so forth. And as a result, I got really sidetracked, did a bunch of quests, including main quests. And before I knew it, I was at the end of the game again like the original game pre expansion where you go to that building and they say, if you're coming in here, you're done. So maybe don't come in here yet. If you're not done doing stuff. And I went, Oh yeah. Okay. Well then I should go back. And then Bo, and then John says, uh, in our discord, he said, Hey, there's the scariest thing in the world in this game, in this Phantom Liberty expansion. And we didn't talk about it last week. Cause he hadn't seen it yet, but it's scary as hell. Maybe the scariest video game moment ever you need to make sure you choose the right stuff. It's pretty scary, but it's, I don't know about that far, but it's scarier. It's a lot scarier than you expect Phantom Liberty to throw it. Yeah. And you're not the only person to say it or outlet to say it. I've seen it on various blogs, a couple of news sites. They're all saying, whoa, this thing takes a turn. If you choose the dialogue options that give it to you. So John's like, I got to make sure you know what that is. We should stream this. And so I just went, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to do the scariest thing in cyberpunk alone. So I, I haven't gone back to Idris Elba, not because I don't want to, I do. Instead, I'm just doing side shit. And some gigs are so easy. It's like you walk up to a gig and the gig is, there's a guy in there. <laughs> so you go in there and you go, Hey, there, there's a guy. And then before you know it over on the side, bling, a gig complete. And you get a bunch of money in your account. Like gigs are weird. They're kind of all over the place in terms of length and what they are. Um, but that's what I did instead. So I don't know when we're going to do this, but we're going to figure out a time. John and I will sit down and we'll be, I'll save right before whatever the sequence is. And then we're going to stream that and record it and post it for the world. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll come up with a way to give you a, like a spoiler free. You, you can keep playing phantom Liberty up to this point. I mean, you kind of know it like, you kind of can see the story and you're like, well, we've been building to this. Um, and I can see that things are about to really take off. Um, but we can, we can figure out when to do it. And then if we're going to stream it, we'll make sure you pick the, the scary option. Cause I'll be honest with you, Scott, knowing what I know about you, mm. if you played through your way, I don't think you would see the scary. <laughs> really? You I think don't I would think like you would make the I don't think you'd make the choice that would lead to that. Is it because it's a jerk choice like you know what no, I mean? No, I and and so that it's funny you mentioned that. I kind of want to talk about this and and I know Bo hasn't seen any of the um the expansion so far. So I'm not going to spoil anything about it, but I am going to talk a little vaguely about some of the choices in there. Um so I I will try and dart around plot points, but depending on what your definition of a spoiler is, there might be a little bit of that. Um, one of the things I really like about this game is like this choice specifically, you know, video games in general have had this kind of weird history of choice, like starting, you think of things like Knights of the old Republic, right? Where it's, well, are you going to blow up the orphanage or are you going to save the children? Mm. It's like, okay, like, Oh, let me see. Let me weigh this. Do I want to be a light Jedi or a, a Sith? What do I want to be? Sure. And so it's kind of evolved. And I think one of the things I find really interesting about the Phantom Liberty, the big choice, and make lots of choices along the way, um, but the big choice that really 
diverges the story is it's less about morality and more about how you approach a decision Mm. because it's not picking. It's like, I, well, obviously I don't want to blow up the orphanage, but one person thinks that this is how you prevent that from happening. And one person thinks this is how you prevent that from happening. Which person do I think has the best idea? And, it's not it's not that like, oh, this person says you're a dick. Well, this person says they're a bigger dick. Which person do you agree with? I just really like that there's a better nuance to where it's just like we're all working towards the same goal. We just have different philosophies about how to get there. Yeah. And what do you value and what do you believe ultimately is the better way to go? And I think around this decision itself, one of the things I really loved about it was I didn't know, neither really felt right. You looked at one and you went, well, this person, you know, their thoughts on it should be right because of, you know, whatever reason. But I also can see collateral damage and I can also see such a narrow focus that it's it's disregarding a lot of other important things. This person, you know, I don't know if I like their approach, but at least they're thinking big picture. You know, where where do I want to go within that? And I think that's what I really like about Phantom Liberty's big decisions is that it isn't so black and white. It it's more I see it in the chat, ideological mm. about how you want to go about things. Right. So that's where the decision is. Uh it does kind of narrow down to picking you know, two people are presenting an option and who do you, who do you want to believe or who do you want to agree with? Um, and then I love the fact that the game just diverges wildly depending on which one of those choices you make. I think it's very cool that as amazing as this like horror segment of the game is that a lot of people haven't even seen it. I got a message on discord and someone said, John, I got to tell you, I played through Phantom Liberty. There wasn't a single scary thing in this video game. What on earth are you talking about? Yeah. And I said, well, did you go with this during the decision? They said, yeah. And I said, well, apparently nothing scary down that path. I went the other way. Wow. Hmm. And the game, is it, a, I mean, it sounds like it's a chunk of content that is surprising you can skip. Yeah. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, I saw someone kind of reduce it to if you pick one path, you get a Hitman mission. And if you pick the other path, you get Alien Isolation. Oh, shit. That <laughs> so, game scares me bad. That's the comparison? Alien Isolation? That's the comparison they made. Yeah, oh, they said geez. one path is Hitman. The other path is Alien Isolation. So remind me, what happened to Adam Smasher? Is this a, this might be a spoiler if you don't want to um. Adam Smasher, I mean, as far as where he is in your game, he's still alive and well. That's right. Okay. Have you finished Cyberpunk before? I did the first time or last year. Well, then you will know what happens to Adam Smasher. I just can't remember. We'll say this. He factors heavily in the climax of the video game. We we can spoil it, right? Well, the game's old. Yeah. People people gave a shit last time. Week, I don't know. I don't. Nah, know. they're gonna say it every week. Here, we're gonna spoil the know. ending of Cyber. Yeah, I think it, the <laughs> issue was we just didn't say spoiler alert. We kind of just <laughs> now we've so, said it. So now we're going into regular spoilers. spoiler alert, everybody. Adam Smasher figures heavily into the final thing. You fight him as a boss, all that stuff. But the reason I was asking is oh, if oh. Adam Smasher maybe made a sideline thing happen over on the 
the Idris Elba side of things, and maybe he was uh, I'm not going to say, because we're not spoiling Phantom Liberty. Okay, because uh, he's I'm scary. I'm not going to talk about why it's scary. You will find out when we play this together. He scares the shit out of me. From the moment he walked into that, that freaking hotel in the early game and said that horrible thing to that girl. Yeah. I've, I've been scared of him since. Don't like him. Uh, yeah, we all know exactly not. what he says, too, right? That's like one of the most <laughs> yeah. memorable lines from the game. Yeah. Like, it's nasty. Yeah. It's so nasty. My wife and is watching me. Have you seen Edge Runners? Like, he's even worse. Yeah, he's worse. And oh my gosh, he's worse. Yeah, he's a bad. He's a. I'm going to go ahead and just say he might be the worst human, whatever's left of him that's human, uh, in the game. It's a terrible, terrible creature of machine and man. Just an awful person. <laughs> a huge dick, <laughs> that Adam Smasher. Anyway, well, um, yeah, so we'll talk more about that. Uh, interesting about what you're saying about the, the the quests and decisions. And I do think the game is very good at, um, I don't know, the, the, the way the questions come over to me and the way I answer them feels different than other games. We have a call later about the way the characters actually interact and talk with each other. Um, I'll play that later so you guys can hear it. But uh, aside from that, I think it's really strong. Um, I didn't finish every side quest, every job and every gig and everything to get to the final building it just kind of happened that way so i I, i'm essentially a few missions away from completing the game once again and then i went wait a minute i don't want to do this yet so so my plan is do john's weird scary thing then go clear the rest of it out go back to the (laughs) thing finish my second run through plus the expansion that's the plan um i okay i got a way to say this i've been thinking about how to give you a hint because i don't want you to stop right now and go i got nothing to play with it um you will know you are getting towards the final decision because you will be doing a major mission in disguise. Okay. As not that's, myself. That's what I will say. You are in disguise. You're doing a big mission. Hit F5. <laughs> save. Okay. And then you can do whatever you want as long as you still have a save around that time. And then we can do the scary business. So I could pour so, it out of there, do do see uh, Night City PD crap and not even worry about it until I get. You can you. even play through to the end. Like it's fine. Just Although keep if, a it, save. if things start to get scary, save. <laughs> like oh, whoops! I picked the different decision. But yeah, I'll I, do. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm sometimes wrong on my predictions with Scott, but I think Scott would pick the option that wouldn't lead to horror. Tim Not really that they curious. tell you; they don't tell you by any stretch of the imagination. That's why I'm so it curious about it. It is a complete surprise. Is it a moral failing to choose that direction, or a, some kind of like? Um, no, again, it's not about it's not about morals. Like every path has its pros and its cons. Like it, it's about weighing the journey that you take. What is going to weigh heaviest on you? Mm. What's what's right for V? Like we've had a lot of talk um, in our in our Discord actually about the endings to Cyberpunk because a lot of people, uh, you know, have mixed feelings about how Cyberpunk ends, mm. and it's because Cyberpunk isn't a Bioware game. There isn't a I picked every blue choice. Here's your happy ending to the story. Right. Cyberpunk deals in shades of gray. You can make it your goal to value one thing and the game will likely give it to you, but it will likely take something away with the other hand. Yeah. And and then ask you if you're okay with that. It's like Bo so, said last week or week before, the place is about dying. <laughs> the game, the game, the, that world is well, about finishing up uh, 
without there are no happy endings in that game. You can maybe take happy things from your ending. But yeah. cyber the cyberpunk universe is not a place where you are going to drive off into the sunset and get married. No, but there's cheap thrills to be had everywhere. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. In fact, that's the whole idea. It's like Kim was watching me play it last night. And she goes, "This place is crazy," and I said, "Yeah, right." And she goes, "She goes, I mean, like you're in the middle of this city, you are so bombarded with the weirdest advertising." And I said, "Yeah, that's kind of the point. It's a commentary on." you know, markets run amok and, and uh, corporate culture run amok and all these things and, and, and how the lowest common denominator of society is sucked in by, you know, a snake trying to go up the butt of some, some, somebody in an interactive poster or whatever it is. And we lose our humanity and, and, you know, in more ways than just transhumanism, but also, yeah, whatever. Here's a vending machine with guns in it. Need a gun? Like, you know, we're not going to have any regulations on any commerce. Like, right. People want guns. It's their right to have guns. I mean, the stores in the game are called like the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's commentary, and, and she and she yeah. recognized it right away. She's never played it, seen me play only a little of it, and she she understood. She was like, "Oh, I see what they're trying to do here. Like this is this is like portending the future, the potential future." If, if people- I mean, what's that that meme? Uh, hang on, I have a meme that I'll get, but um, you know. Cyberpunk is like, hang on, let me get the meme and I'll be right. I'll come well, back. Well, I, I, to me, like I just watched a whole video about the advertisements in Cyberpunk and how they're not far from what we have now. Like yeah. the difference between the difference between what we have in advertisement now and Cyberpunk is one is done by a marketing team and the other is done by artists. They said that's literally the difference. Like you have one ad in cyberpunk where someone's literally ripping the skin off of their face and it's like, nobody wants to date an uggo. (laughs) Like it's just (laughs) being real blunt about it. But then you go and you find like skincare products and they're marketing in a tactful way. That exact thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's a matter of how much turned up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. It's like, um, uh, I remember seeing RoboCop way back. We talked about RoboCop two weeks in a row now. Uh, RoboCop and then the movie, that whole, I'd buy that for a dollar and those weird commercials and the board game commercial they show with the family. And it's all so extreme and sardonic and very cyberpunk, funny enough. But those commercials used to be so strange. And today, they don't seem that weird now. Yeah, they're tame. They're tame. Well, what what I was thinking of was just... It's a terrible thing to say. I hate to even invoke it, but just like the kind of helpless apathy towards school shootings and just generally public shootings are, right? Yeah. It's like sometimes the the online response a lot of times is, well, it's a Monday in America. It's like, so just take that, add 10 years and make it 10 times worse. (laughs) You know, it's like neighbor got shot oh well whatever anyways what are you having for breakfast you know (laughs) yeah yeah i mean the the game literally opens you hear seconds of it before you hit the start button of yesterday's body count rose to a sturdy 30 like you hear it almost every single time where the the announcer there's no there's no like sadness in his voice it's like hey we hit 30 look at us you know like we're doing it i got the meme share the meme okay share the meme i'm looking um and also it's like you know because i I bring it off in my head like every day it's really when prominent people die in the game they are revered right it's like a big deal 
And I think that that's we're closer to that reality, which is yeah. screw the common that's, people. Uh, what is that? that uh, streamer privilege? Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you die with streamer <laughs> privilege, people give a shit. If yeah. not, you're nobody. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, you best start believing in cyberpunk dystopias. You're in one. Oh, it's Captain uh, what's his beak? <laughs> it's Bar- Barbarossa. Barbosa. Yeah. Bar- 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 Barbarossa. Yeah. <laughs> I love this meme. It's in my phone. I look at it all the time because I'm just like as a reminder that it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> so we're not that. Best thing is we're not cap- that far off from the cyberpunk uh, that you know was maybe written in the eighties. Yeah, I like his so. hat though, his Tron hat. That's great. Yeah, the hat's really cool. Yeah, future future pirate hat. Is, My favorite uh, part is the new text document. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed it the first time. If it Shit. was a if it was a folder, you'd think that's where he kept the porn. Yeah, but, uh, it's just a text document. Yeah, so why is that there? Why fine. is that, why is that there? Is that on purpose? I don't know. It's the word. It's how I found it. I I, I actually honestly didn't because it's on my phone. I didn't notice it until you blew it up that big. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the first time I'm seeing it too. I think somebody but screen capped it while it, it must have been on their desktop as a wallpaper. Who knows? That thing's probably been regurgitated. It's a deep deep fried. Deep oh yeah, fried look meme. at it. You can see the the artifacting on it is pretty bad. But sometimes those guys sometimes they do it on purpose too. You know they get real into making their memes look like they've been reproduced a thousand times. Yeah, it's a, it, there's an aesthetic to it that we used to think was just ugly, and now we think of it as kind of cool and underground. Well, anyway, the game oh. continues to be awesome. Um, as much of it as I'm playing, it's already game. It's already game I've played, but it's still great. And I'm enjoying it so much more the second time through. What's in the new text document, just because chat room's asking, is a bunch of BitTorrent links to porn. <laughs> oh, okay. So they're not far off. Yeah. <laughs> Direct yeah. links to BitTorrent porn. Fantastic. They're, they're hashes or whatever they call them. Sure. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me, given the context. Uh, anything else we want to say about our cyberpunk time this week. The oh, only thing I want to, I want to add to it is like playing this game sometimes makes me really mad at other video games mm, because it takes 10 seconds for the game to load. I hit start, load my save 10 seconds. It's like getting there. I hit the button and I know it didn't launch this way. So before anybody goes, yeah, it's broken. It's I know we all know how cyberpunk launched. We get it, but I'm talking about right now in the year 2023, I play cyberpunk and it looks better than any other game I played this year by a mile and it runs incredibly and it annoys the shit out of me that I go to these other games that look half as good and they stutter and jitter and like flop all over the place and they take you load it up and it's like, hold on, we got to we got to set some shaders. Yeah, we're going to be here for a while. We got to build a shader cache for you and you. Okay, and then you load the game, and that takes forever, even though you have a really good hard drive and all of that. And then you get in it, and the game runs like a mess. Yeah. And I'm I'm not trying to throw shade at new games. I understand Cyberpunk had to walk a, it had to walk three years to get here. Yeah, but it bugs me how good that game looks with how and how well it runs on top of it it's mm-hmm. so shocking to me yeah you know what else is shocking is it's superb performance on a steam deck it shouldn't run like that it's beautiful on there and it runs at a beautiful frame rate and has all this like it may not have ray tracing but it does all the reflective stuff it does all this other cool effects the game looks insane on that handheld i, just, I still just love driving in it 
Yeah, it's Especially fun. When it rains. Do you go? Yeah, you stay the in the rain crowd. is so good in Cyberpunk. And oh I, 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 I hate it. Got to do it every show, but in VR, it's even better. Oh yeah, I'll bet it is. If that, that feeling of being in the car and being there, like it's, I can't turn the graphics up, but like it has like really good immersive. Witcher. So are you guys in in cab people, or do you pull out and do third person car? What do you first do? Person. I do third person car. I do too. I'm I always do first person. Per- it's harder, especially keyboard and mouse. Cause <laughs> it is harder. I gotta go places I like, without killing people. Yeah. Well, I like to be immersed. <laughs> I, I drive real slow, like a grandma, to make sure I obey the rules of the road. Don't draw anyone. I get into it, so it takes me a long time. There is a workaround. This is what makes motorbikes awesome in first person. Yeah. Because you can just drive on the middle strip and bypass all the traffic super easily. That's true. So I tend to be on the motorcycle more often than not, but I love being in the vehicles. Motorcycles are really good. I mean, I love the the immersion too. I will go in. It's why I like every mission where you ride with somebody. Like, I, I think that they were really smart to include lots of missions where somebody's like, Hey, get in my car and you sit as a passenger in the car yeah. because it lets you do that immersion without like having to be an absolute failure at driving, <laughs> especially because like, here's why I do third person. Like, yes, it's not that immersive that the camera, you know, bounces out and I'm watching it in third person, but I still, I still feel immersed in the city. It actually breaks my immersion more. And I know this will be to each their own that. I see my character's hands up in first person constantly going. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm trying to overcorrect my driving constantly to just not hit anybody. So in third person, I can just kind of cruise and I can just kind of observe the city and the surroundings and all of that. And it, it really is. It's an incredible environment. Bo's a hundred percent right about the rain. Like I know that there are other games that do this, but I will always be impressed by rain in video games where when you go under something, it stops raining yeah. <laughs> and you can see where it's raining ahead of you, but it's mm-hmm. not raining on you currently. And then you come out from it and it's raining on you again. That always impresses me mm. uh, from a from a technical level. I, I'm I'm just a big mark for that sort of thing where I'm like, oh, I drove under the overpass and it stopped raining. How cool is that? Yeah. But I mean, that also calls back to a lot of really cool scenes in movies like The Matrix. You know, you think about that movie where they park under the overpass and you just see a torrent of rain uh, on the other side of it, but they're they're underneath it. So I, I think that stuff is cool. The world is just insane. It it also bucks the trend like outside of Night City is just desert. Mm-hmm. And I love it. You like I that, know dude. I notoriously hate deserts in video games. For whatever reason, it gets me with uh, Night City. I That's don't know why. I love I love taking missions out in the Badlands. What is I that really about? Do. That's a very strange thing. I would have never guessed that with you because to me, it's I, like pretty deserty. It's like all the reasons you shouldn't like deserts. But it's I some... think it's the break. It's not set in the Badlands. If it was set in the Badlands and you went into Night City, I'd feel the reverse. I'd hate where we were most of the time, and I'd go, oh, thank God I'm driving into Night City. Yeah. But so much happens in the city that when you get a mission that you drive out of the city, it feels so it, – it opens up the world. Because I think in our brains as gamers, we're like, oh, they've programmed the city in here. Yeah. Somewhere there's an invisible wall that's going to keep me in this city. 
But all of a sudden, next thing you know, you drive and you're you're out. You're, you're out of the out city. Of the city. You're out in that in between. And anybody who's gone on a road trip knows that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it especially hits home here where that's what it looks like when you leave the city. It looks exactly like that. And it, I think it just kind of adds to that immersion that Bo's talking about where it's like when I'm in the city and I drive out of it, it looks exactly like how it does in Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. And it just builds that world and makes it feel like feels like I have no reason to, but I could just keep driving for forever and go wherever I want it. Exactly. And if you're out far enough in the Badlands doing stuff for Patopolo Pan America, what's her name? The the avocados. Uh yes, yeah, so all that stuff. Um yeah, <laughs> when you're out there doing that stuff, you still can look over the horizon and see this this city it's a little murky because of the air and everything but it's really something like the, the sense of scale is almost greater out there to just how big night city is because you can see it on the horizon like if you were looking at vegas from burning man or something um that's a really cool effect the game's just great dude the game's rad sorry everyone who's sick of us talking about it but i love this game <laughs> well we're, we're gonna finish it eventually scott yep. and i are near the end both yeah. took a break Eventually, I pulled a Scott and started playing something else completely. Yeah, you did. <laughs> like, it felt like Scott. It felt like me. <laughs> I, I took a page out of your playbook and didn't play any cyberpunk. Sometimes this happens. It's all good. It's no uh, no skin off anyone's nose. We'll talk about I still that haven't a played a single shred in IOTA of the expansion. I mean, you bought the expansion, right? So it's I there. bought it on launch. I was excited. I've been playing for two weeks. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm sorry. What happened? They <laughs> <laughs> just blasted Bo with a sleepy ray. Yeah, He's just yeah. in the middle. Oh, no. Like I'm trying, trying to resist it. it. happened. Ah. Uh, yeah, it was, I wanted it to stop. But no, I, I played it for two weeks. And yeah, anyways, I'll get to it. All right, we'll get to that in a sec. It's, it's a busy week for me. Let me tell you guys about a weird one that I found completely kind of randomly and I just think is so cool. It's a game called bang on balls <laughs> i'm so glad you're talking about this this was nearly a dear martha simply because of its title it's a little Wait, weird named um but it's called bang on balls technically it's bang on balls chronicles which implies other <laughs> things are going to be coming but basically about bang on balls you became a you become a ball and well you don't become one you just are one and yeah. you move around kind of uh, 3d platformer style and you go to uh, a, a place that's like there's a pirate area and there's an area that's like a big fantasy area where it's like a lot of, you know, other other balls that are like orcs and kings and wizards and all this sort of stuff. And your job is to fight these things if you want. There's some boss fights and things, but the overall goals aren't always that. Um, it is the most densely packed collection game I've ever seen. Uh, as you can see there right now, I played a little pachinko for a second. Just about anything dumb you can do with a ball, this game tries. And it's beautiful. looks really nice. Uh, overwhelmingly positive reviews, last I checked. And I was just so curious. I'm like, what are we doing here? Um, so I got into it. And I only got, I played a ton, and I'm only in this one area so far, which is the fantasy area. And they only gave me three major goals to complete. But it is so easy to get sidetracked and do other shit while you're there that I just got found myself like unlocking costumes and hats and weapons and shields and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I don't even know how to I don't even know what to compare this to. 
It's just, it's simple in a way because the movement is, there's a dash, right? So you headbutt a lot. Your ball will like slam into guys. That's how you hurt or them. Isn't or, it, yeah, isn't it, bang on balls. Yeah, bang on is balls. It, does it count as a head if your entire body is your head? Wouldn't you call it just a ball butt? I mean, it's a fair point. Like even when you're holding the weapons or items, they're floating outside of you. They're not. You don't have arms. You don't have legs. Um, and you you headbutt a lot for damage. You run. Through, there's a lot of destructible environment stuff, and you attack those in the same way. You headbutt them, and they explode, or a door blows open, or whatever it may be. And it just feels like it doesn't have an end. It has the magical quality. Sometimes a video game will have of being so, so big. It's probably not that big, but it feels enormous. And it feels like somebody thought of every square inch of this has thing. Has co-op? It does. I haven't tried any of that, but it does have co-op. Um, I can't imagine the mayhem. It must be crazy. Is it like hub and then go do levels or is it just like activity world? Um, it is, you have set goals. So some of the goals, like you go into an area and it'll say, here are your top three goals. One is to sink three ships. The one of them is to go rescue a princess. And the third one is some other thing. And then you, so you have to kind of figure out how to get those three big jobs done. But while you're at it, there's a billion other things to do and get wrapped up in. You'll find a secret cave. You'll go in there and do a bunch of things. I have nothing to do with the goal, but you had just as much fun as if it did. Um, apparently you go to space. I have not done that yet. <laughs> There's all kinds of weird stuff <laughs> you, in this game. You've not been a ball in space just yet. It's just a best way I could. Well, they even describe it this way. Uh, they call it a quirky, absolutely content packed. I would agree. Destructible open world sandbox adventure with combat platforming and character customization and collectathon scavenger hunt experience. Uh, some people may hear that and go, Ugh, I don't like games where I'm collecting all the time. I'm not into that anymore or whatever. This game revels in it. So if you have any fondness for like the PS2 era of platformers where it was all about getting all the stars or all the bits or all the things or whatever, this game this game celebrates that and does it in an extremely fun way. Very impressed so far. I think Bang I think on Balls is rad. this looks super fun. This yeah. looks great. Yeah, and it's pretty is the other thing. It's like an actually nice looking game. I think it's Unreal, f- maybe not 5, but it's Unreal, I think. And it looks just fantastic. If I had any complaint, it's that sometimes the camera will get wonky. Um, but for the kind of game it is, it's not that surprising. And it's rarely ever like, it's never killed me or anything. But there have been times where I'm like, oh, I'm behind the wall. I don't want to be there. And you have to kind of adjust. But it's rad. And uh, what is the price on this thing? Twenty four ninety nine, relatively cheap. Fun little indie game. Can't see what else. I can't wait to see what else they add to it. Because there's a lot to they could do here. Oh my gosh, there's racing. I haven't seen this yet either. There's so much in this game I haven't seen. Um, oh, you can also do like there's a butt slam move so you can take down bosses faster. There's like, you know, a dash move. All this, there's all this stuff. Super it's like simple. 3D platform, but multiplayer and a ton of different activities. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sandbox, really, is the best way to put it. Just it just came out, I guess, on PC. Yeah. Brand new, pretty brand new. Um, they're talking console and stuff, but that's not happening yet um it's very cool i saw that it might have been out on ps4 at one time oh was it i, I mean was it maybe a re-release of something that was already i thought, on was, thought it was brand new mm-hmm. on pc and not anywhere else well, maybe it's just brand new also on ps4 so oh the other yeah thing? on the steam page the the trailer i was watching at the end says coming october 5th but it says ps4 xbox one so probably it's forward compatible but launching for ps4 oh right one that must be it i had to guess which means it'll play on 
your PS5 and your Series X and stuff. Oh, oh it does. It says it's smaller. Plays great. It's funny. This it has it in bigger symbols, bigger symbols, bigger logos. PS4 and Xbox One, and then below it says plays great also on Xbox Series X and S and PS5. Why'd they do that? That seems backwards. I don't know. It's weird. I'll send you the screenshot so you see what I mean. That's That, that was just my confusion. I'm like, oh, is this an older game? But I think it's just yeah. uh, forward thinking. Yeah, if you look at the picture. like Yeah, I'll check it out here. You'll see what I mean. Oh, yeah. That is weird. Yeah, it was kinda, just a little, I just hadn't seen that before. I was just a little thrown off, but kind of buried the lead there. Cool. Very weird. Um, it's cool. It's it's uh, someone in the review said this. Let's see where do they put it. TLDR: This game is fun, pure fun, which is something that a lot of other games don't quite accomplish. I feel like that's a pretty good review. Someone else said this is Super Mario sixty four with the country balls meme. <laughs> um, maybe, I mean, but it def- definitely has that feeling of like I can't believe someone thought of this. Whoa, what am I doing now? Who did this? This is a game like it's those kind of moments, which you don't mm. usually get from a game like this. So I don't know. I'm very impressed with it. It's out now. Check it out. Bang on Balls Chronicles. Um. Okay, let's take a look at this. What else? Oh, I played a weird one. It went on sale. I needed a good chore core game. Do I have one? Do I have a thing for that? My chore core. Work harder. Oh, there it is. What chore is this game? Ba- Hold on. Say the title and see if people can guess what chore this is based on. Sticky business. All right. Let your imaginations run wild. Sticky is it business. Bo, do you have a guess what chore <laughs> sticky business would be about? Is it in VR? No, it's not. Um, sticky business. Is it's about? It's a maple syrup. Um, farm where you, you have to tap the trees. Uh, no, Mike, my friend Mike likes to actually every year go and tap actual maple trees and make his own maple syrup. And maple syrup, very sticky. Yeah, that's true. This game is not that though. I'm gonna uh, say a cyberpunk BD floor mopper. Even BD no. even no. less even less correct. You know that is an untapped video game idea. Like I've browsed some adult games, I haven't seen that yet. Well, there's you know? uh, what's the one where you got to clean up the viscera cleaner thing? What's that called? Yeah, yeah. I mean it, that it would be like along those lines. I think it's called janitorial viscerous clean i know what you're talking yeah, about it's like in space and you got to clean up where aliens have fought humans and there's blood viscera cleanup detail that's it it was a pretty good game they but need they a, don't as they far as i know game. i've never seen an adult themed one i guess i don't, yeah. don't i don't think i want to play that adult like one, one where you gotta wipe the windows but maybe you can see some nudity i feel like that would be a great the window mm. it would be a great dlc for power wash simulator for sure <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like like sex hotel <laughs> dlc <laughs> <You're> like, uh. <laughs> yeah you could probably get away with that well let me surprise you all with the truth and the truth of the matter is sticky business is about running your own custom sticker business you run an oh. internet you have an internet website and on that site you put up for sale stickers that you create in the game although it comes from all the other all these little pieces of art and then you tweak them recolor them stack them uh, mix and match them to create creative stickers then you print them on a printer you have in your home office you fulfill orders you pack up boxes you make sure you get them in the mail before the end of the day so you still have time to ship them on time. You get I laughed, for that. but my wife literally does this, and I've been the rube that had to help make sure it got out before the end of the day. So uh, I've, I've lived this. Yeah. I've been a, here. It's like a real, in a lot of ways, it's the most realist 
of the of the chore cores I've ever done because <laughs> a lot of people do this very thing. Um, I do something similar to this, and so it's just a chill uh, thing. It's got a day night cycle. You're holding. Oh my the, god, dude! What the, the hell? The whole thing is just shipping it. You can augment your shipping shipping with like cool tinsel that'll get you extra points which means it'll get yep, extra yep you gotta throw in a little bonus a little extra oh there was a sticker they didn't ask for but you printed extra so it got included yeah this is too much reality for me it's a lot I'm, of reality i can't but it's, do I can't yeah do but i can see it triggering there's you this is the only game of its kind oh yeah and this like opening I know so many people in my life who are not like internet superstars, great with the internet, but who've opened Etsy stores or dreamed of opening a little online store. Yeah. Like, this is a popular oh yeah dream for especially for arts and crafty folk or creative people that would rather be in instead of doing their job, would like to be making blankets or capes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. stitchings, and I can think of like fifteen people that would play the shit out of this. Oh game. yeah, yep. my yeah. stepdaughter would love this. I should get it from my wife, so this scratches the itch, and I don't have to run to the mailbox more frequently. It's on sale. It's only I'm almost, seven. I'm almost thinking of showing it to my mom. It's eight bucks is all. Seven ninety nine right now. It's usually ten, so it's already cheap, but. Uh, for right. seven I bucks, you get this it, game, but it's not for me. It's not for you. It's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to. You know. Suppose <laughs> like <laughs> Bo will gladly buy the porn game that I read a Dear Martha <laughs> review for, and just be like, oh, somebody's got to play it." Yeah. But sticky business, Bo's like, guys, if you see it in my profile, it wasn't for me. It wasn't okay, me. it's my mom. Okay, <laughs> guys. It's my mom. Uh, it is uh, delightful, and also I should mention it's all very pixely. Which I think helps it. the The aesthetic really helps it, but it's very simple, fun to get into. The reviews are off the charts. Uh, I like this. the aesthetics of it too. It's got a yeah, Microsoft Paint feel, but mm-hmm. well done. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and the little pieces are cute. They have a whole pack you can unlock right now for Halloween. I um, wonder what engine this was made in. I'd love to know if it was made in Gato. It feels it like totally something, maybe be. right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm all about that Gato revolution. The only real complaint I have about it is the computer doesn't know how creative your design is. So yeah, it you can kind of just put anything there you want. Like I made a donut with eyes on it, <laughs> and and that sold well. It's one of my best selling uh, stickers, but there's no reason for it. So you can spend as much or little time as you want designing your stickers, but if you really want to just get to the business of selling, you just put up whatever you want from the you know thing and you unlock other stickers you also level up stickers so all the stickers have like star systems so the more they sell the more they level up the level sticker up. and then you get different materials so some of them are shiny and iridescent some of your paper is like just flat some of it's like a um, uh, holographic kind of looking and they, and well, they, I imagine you got to do the thing where you uh, you maximize your profit by having some big stickers, but you got to have some little stickers because then when you do a print, you can print more stickers on a single sheet. Yep. And get more mileage out of your sheet. Hundred percent correct. Yeah, that is exactly oh, yeah. right. Been there, yeah. been there. Yeah, you know all about this. This is exactly that, and it's just done in a very cute, fun way. The mouse controls are great. Also plays good on controller. Uh, I think I prefer mouse, but whatever. Um, mileage may vary. I mean, runs yeah, on the Steam Deck. They, 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 the sales on this must have been really good. Yeah, because like you look like I look at a small game like it's a small game, but like this is a big success for an indie game. Like there's 
at least 2,000 overwhelmingly positive reviews. Yeah, it's a lot. At 10 bucks, that's 100 grand, I believe. Yeah. I think. That's no small amount of money, and they're doing all right. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's 10 grand. No. Hold on. 10 bucks a piece, yeah. 10 times. Yeah. Sorry, it's not as big as I thought it was. <laughs> 10 times 2,000? Hold on. I did math wrong. Wait, that's not right, though. 1,000 1, times no. $10 is 10,000. Yeah, but what's 2,000? 20,000. Because there's 2,000 total if you look at the re- recent and then overall. Yeah, I mean, let's round to 2,000 because there could be some negatives in there. They didn't refund it. And that's just the people yeah. who re- who are reviewing it, not everyone. I mean, I, I just I don't want to make assertions without knowing the full thing, but still, I think this is a pretty successful little indie game. It's been out for a little while. Oh, and it's you can buy, nice. by the way, you can buy candy and then put extra candy in there. So, John, this may be familiar as well. Like, you're like, oh, they like a little extra little... Uh, I don't know. We never did candy. What was it? There was something that we were putting in. I think it might have just been a bonus sticker. It might have been just like a bonus like little piece of art that we included with our stickers that was just like a thank you. Yeah. Um, or she also, uh, I did, I got commissioned to do a birthday card from for someone, like a custom Warcraft uh, birthday card. There's a picture of an orc sitting on a log and it yep. just said, Horde, it was your birthday. Oh, my Lord. Yep. <laughs> and I, I didn't get paid for this. So I was like, I just always had the piece of art. And I was like, well, it's not like the person who commissioned me to do this is going to get mad. They never pay me for the damn thing. So I just let my wife turn it into a card and she sold it and like sold a few of them. We not we didn't make a ton of money off of it, but yeah. she, we, she sold a few. And so I think she would include stickers whenever we sent out one of those cards. Yeah. And I shouldn't so. act like I'd, I'd be above this horde. It was your birthday. I would do that. Horde, it was your birthday. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's pretty good. In fact, you're making me want their to make it. Their website's pretty well, yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, you're going to draw much better work than me. Get on it. Feel well, free. Let's get on this. <laughs> do it. You'll be a lot more successful than my work. I looked at it was like, what a piece of shit. I don't blame him for not paying me for this. So, you know, I say more power to you. Let's take my it. pun and run with no, it. You take my pun and run. I like that. That sounds like a fun rhyming thing. Anyway, it's cool. Check it out. It is available now. Eight bucks is all in the U.S. anyway for sticky business. And that's my... Uh, that, not that, a porn game. No. That's not officially my chore core game of the week, though. Um, not that I have them every week, but anyway... The other game I played a bunch of, which surprised me because I just got in a weird mood. I think it's the shooter stuff I've been doing, just playing old shooters, new shooters, everything in between, uh, intentionally retro shooters, Proteus, Bolt Gunner, all that crap. And I got in the mood to just poke into Rage 2 again. And I owned it, so I was like, well, let's just get in there. I didn't get very far the first time. I remember the mixed reviews and stuff just kind of put me off of it. But at the end of the day, it actually wasn't that mixed. It was more positive than negative. And the people people that had negatives were actually things I like. I love a thing where it's like, here's a base on the way to my objective. It is full of crazy people and, and chests that I need to find and stuff I need to check off a list. I'm going to go wipe out that camp and check all that shit off a list. And then I'm going to get in my car and I'm going to do it again. I like that. That's my kind of repetition in open world games. And I did not give that game a fair shake when I played it the first time. Having a way good time in it. It's great. I think Rage 2 is worth people's time. I will also say it's a lot better than Rage 1. Rage 1 was kind of a disappointment in about 300 ways. Rage 2 is a better, more fully formed game. And I also think there must be something in the water at Avalanche Studios that makes games that I want to play. 
because they also made the Mad Max open world game, which I loved and 100%ed that damn thing. Um, mm-hmm. I did a more core week about Rage 2, or more core this week about Rage 2, because I was having so much fun in it. So I watched it and I was baffled. <laughs> Wait, why? Why are you baffled? Because I don't want it. So like you, you said it, it was better than you thought. Yeah. I haven't played it again recently. Yeah. I can't say for sure if it's better than what I remember from when I played it. Yeah. Uh, but I played more Rage 1 than I played Rage 2 because I got very uninterested in Rage 2 very quickly and uninstalled it. Yeah. Um, I think I refunded it. Did you? I think I, yeah, I think this was a refunded game. Um. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to give it another shot. I heard you say it, and I was like, at first I thought you were talking about the first Rage, and I was like, it's weird that Scott played that. And then I remembered, oh, no, he's talking about Rage 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rage 2 was a game that existed. And then I went, I played that game for like an hour, (laughs) if that, and was like, this game absolutely sucks. Yeah, I'm refunding this thing. And I don't refund many games. Like I have plenty of games that I've only spent an hour in, and I just went, ah, yeah, keep it. Maybe one day I'll play it. I think this one was a refund. I really hated Rage 2. Yeah, see, that's so weird. I, I spent your entire video going, <laughs> it's is baffling. it worth it being right to give it another try? Because your whole premise is give it another try. It's better than you remember. And I really like being right about my opinion on video games. Right. And I don't think Rage 2 is very good, but I feel like unless I play it again, I just have to accept that, no, it's actually a good game and I was wrong. Well, the one part that the the indisputable part for me is the shooting is insanely good. Um, They did not scrimp on that. They they made a great shooting game. So if you like good, tight shooting controls and guns that feel good and and all that, this game doesn't disappoint in that regard. Neither did Rage 1, for that matter. Um, where people get hung up is they just don't like the barren wasteland open world. They think it's a little, you know, pointless. But I don't. I like it. I like finding a couple of weirdo, you know, war boy looking dudes out in the middle of nowhere doing some dark shit, and I can come interrupt it and blow them up and then find out, ooh, they had a bunch of money here, so now I got some cash. Like, the open world trappings are 100% there, and maybe they're a little tired for a lot of people, but I, I really like that stuff, and this game does that and does it pretty well. You collect it's all got these some cars. Good levels, if I remember correctly, and some good shooting. Like, yeah, the open world feels more like a formality than anything else. But it's a nice, it's a it's a cool one. Like I liked it. I remember yeah. playing it. Yeah, like it's a cool it. game, and it's on Game when Pass, John. You don't have to spend a dime for it. Just get it. It's a Bethesda joint, uh, Bethesda ID software thing that's now part of Game Pass, and so you don't have to. You don't even have to buy it. Yeah, we'll see. I think the I think the biggest problem going against it right now is this. And and this is something I actually think and I really admire that that you can do this, Scott, because mm. I cannot for yeah. the life of me. Mm. You can go from playing games that do something extremely well, yeah, to games that are not as good <laughs> and be like, "No, I'll just judge it on its own merits." Yeah. It's fine. It's yeah. its own thing. I'll try it. If I tried to go from Cyberpunk to Rage 2, I am immediately drawing one-to-one comparisons. Mm. I cannot help it. I cannot break away from it and go, these games came out nowhere near each other. These things were not trying to be one another. These things should not be compared directly. I'm going to sit down and go, 
how does this compare to the last experience that I had in video gaming? And I don't think it's going to end up in a good place for me based on how I feel about cyberpunk. I think I need a palate cleanser before I could like come in and judge this on its own merits. Yeah. I mean, the good news or the good thing Actually, they only came. They only came out about six months apart. Funny enough. Oh, did they? Yeah, I don't remember. 2019, 2020. But then again, you did know. this come out near when Fury Road came out, or was this like a ways after? No, this was long after. So this is 2019. Fury Road came out in 2015. So a long time. So they're so uh, Avalanche's game before this was the Mad Max game, and that came out the year Fury Road did. Um, mm. This was just 2019, right before the new consoles hit that holiday. And or I guess it was the next holiday and cyberpunk was like six months later or something like that. I guess I was just curious, like sometimes I think cyberpunk actually suffered from this. Sometimes something will come out in the similar genre to something iconic. You know, cyberpunk came out very close, or at least relatively speaking um, to the new Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people went into cyberpunk with visions of Blade Runner in their head. Yeah. And uh, then that wasn't met. And I was just curious, like, I'm trying to figure out, I didn't play it for very long. I put it out of my head. I have no idea what my complaints about this game were. I just remember not liking it. And I'm trying to remember for the life of me why I didn't like this. Video well, my game. first, the first time I pushed it off, I think is because I want, I wanted it so badly to be third person and play more like the Mad Max game did from the same developer. And it didn't. And that put me off. And I was like, I don't want to play a first person open world game. What's this about? I don't want to do this. I remember having that attitude about it. And now I'm kind of swung the other way, partly because of, Honestly, Cyberpunk did the same thing to me when it first came out. I was like, I don't want to play this in first person. The Witcher was third person. What are they doing over there at CD Projekt Red? And it kind of bugged me. But I've kind of turned a corner on that. I'm fine with that now. And I think that the newer playthrough of Cyberpunk helped me get over that. So me getting in here and going, all right, we're shooting again, just felt right. And, you know, this isn't this game doesn't have a soul in the way that Cyberpunk or even games like, you know... uh, Starfield or, you know, certainly not Baldur's Gate. Like a, so these games have souls to them, right? Like they're deep and and whatever. This isn't that. This is a lot more surfacey stuff. Sam Regal's your character. He does a great job. I don't know who the girl is. I don't play girls, uh, but I could, I suppose. Um, <laughs> that was so... <laughs> I didn't need to say it is what I, is I what feel it like that should just be clipped and played out of context. constantly. <laughs> I just don't, I don't know when I play video games, if there's a male choice, I make it. If it's a female, if it's Lara Croft, fine, I'm in. She, that's all there is. There's no Larry Croft. So I, that's what I play. But when I'm playing MMOs or anything else where I get a choice, I'm always a dude anyway, except for V my first run through of um, cyberpunk was the girl. Well, and Cassandra. Oh, and Cassandra. Oh, my gosh. The superior (laughs) protagonist of uh, Assassin's Creed. That's true. Once in a while, something will be so obvious, the choice, right, that you can't go any other way. That's what she was, for sure. Um, But anyway, it is... Are those the only two exceptions, though? No, probably more. Um, I'm trying to think. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) I've never played an MMO where I wasn't a dude. I never play ladies. It's not that I don't have anything against it. It's totally fine. In fact, I'm really glad the options there. I just don't have. I think I, I, I sort of get it. I remember I got introduced to the notion of playing ladies in Planet Side because they were harder to hit due to them glitching. <laughs> but I played. Do I, I was the same before. But then you're like, oh, you're harder to hit if you play a girl. 
Is that you true? Float up to the ceiling a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They glitch out. The female models would glitch out. That's weird. why. I, that's, that's why the min maxers would play female characters. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. we sound judgy, but the truth is, you probably have more exceptions for playing as a female character when given the choice than I do for playing a male character when given the choice. That's true, right? Probably. I mean, I'm trying to think of a good example of this for you. I don't know if I have one. I don't. I genuinely don't. If you can be a lady, you'll pick it. I usually am. Yeah, and if you can't be a lady, if it's just you know it's Duke Nukem, then you're just Duke Nukem, and it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure there are, but I'd have to really give this serious. Like we came up with two examples for you immediately. Yeah, I don't have any immediate examples. Yeah, Cassandra always wins out. Uh, is there? I nut? played Dude V on my first playthrough. Oh, you were Dude V. Okay. And I did Lady V because I wanted to actually I kind of wanted to kick against my my instinct, which is to do the guy. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. Clip that one too. Clip that one out. <laughs> but but that that my instinct is to play the play the male character. And in that case, I was like, you know what, let's do something different. And she was great. And I, really I wasn't aware I too was not aware of Judy of Judy's preferences. And I was you know, sadly rejected. And I went, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, I Judy. Still thinking about Judy this week. I didn't know. Well, anyway, Rage 2. Worth, I think, playing. I like it. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's feeding it's into that one. whole, like, I just want to shoot shit and have it feel good. And jumping around and getting extra abilities and slotting in mods. and No and real you, gray area to the bad guys either. Like, Cyberpunk's always like, this is a breathing person. Should you kill them? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I non-lethal people, and I'm like, or I non-lethal people because I'm like, I don't want to kill them, and I'm like, they're just fictional. But it's like, nope, it's a role-playing world. Like, right? There's something to be said about switching to a game where it's just like, yep, yeah, you can kill everybody. It's fine. Yeah, because man, this- I am so brutal in Cyberpunk. I had somebody ask me again on Discord. Someone reached out and they said, "Are you doing a passive playthrough on uh, Cyberpunk?" And immediately just a vision of how I play that game came into my mind where I've got mantis blades out. I'm stabbing people in the head and decapitating them. And uh, I even this is maybe too far, but (laughs) sometimes when I'm looting, if I see the person on the ground going, ah, ah, I'll pull out the pistol and shoot him. Oh, man. I'll hit him. You're supposed to do that. I've done it too. Okay. All right. So so the thing about, first of all, unlike some games that reward pacifism, I don't even think there's an achievement. I don't. No. The pacifism is kind of not that. And also, if you're really role-playing in this world, are you really going to be pacifist? How can you? There's guns and vending machines. Like, you are. (laughs) This is a world You are a product of this jungle. There's no way this game even has, um... You know, people do a peaceful run through something like Miss Pandaria. Somebody reached level cap with a panda without hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. Like that was the yeah, goal. Bo and I both did it in uh, oh, what was Deus Ex? Oh, Deus Ex, we right? Both, that game yeah, actually had that. a had a path for that. But this game seems Cyberpunk seems impossible to do that with. No, well, you can't. Even the cutscene. Yeah. That part of the game that they don't let you play the tutorial. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. You shoot people in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like you don't have blood on your hands and you have something. It's like, you know, you, you actually, and you, depending on your playthrough where you start, it's implied, at least in the corporal one, that you've hurt or killed people, even if not directly. So, yeah, the non lethal bit is a, it's a little weird to include non lethal 
unless you are non-lethaling because keeping them alive for later mm. is important. Mm. But I find, because even Baldur's Gate's like that, you can non-lethal in that game. And it's like, to what end? They're effectively yeah, dead. For like, what? Yeah, they just lay there. Very few characters come back. You, if you non-lethal someone, you, I don't know. There might be some, but there's very slim chance you'll ever see the characters again typically i think well here's what i'll do i'll non-lethally take down a group of people in the street they'll all be laying there rolling around going uh like john was saying i like to come up and pistol whip them not because i want to kill them not because i want to end it none of that (laughs) that's what it does i do it because the character or the character models often not every time but often will glitch out and freak out in spectacular ways when you head when you gun butt them so like they'll be laying there looking like normal and I'll go bonk and that body will go just like fly all over the place. Yeah. There'll be like money and <laughs> yeah. paper going everywhere. Like I love that. So that's Speaking why I Speaking of that, I discovered a new, I want to call it a bug, but I have a feeling that the conversation went like this in CD Projekt Red. They gathered uh, around a table of sorts and someone went, uh, we got a bug in the game. Uh, turns out, if you do a big dash attack with the mantis blades, might work with swords too. I don't know. I've only ever done it with the mantis blades. Yeah. And you decapitate someone and catch them completely unawares. They stay in whatever animation they were in for a period of time before they fall over dead eventually. <laughs> and someone went, oh. Well, should we fix that? <laughs> no, and they said no. And then a lot of people went, no, I think this might be a feature, not a bug. And I love it. Let me tell you, I the first time it happened to me, I was like, "Oh, like uh, the violence in Cyberpunk is so over the top that you're like you kind of become immune to it." But I dashed in and decapitated someone and then went through, fought all the bad guys, turned around and there was just a body like walking around. And I was like, it like it shocked me. I was like, just this headless body wandering around. And then I walked up to it and I was like, what's going on? And then all of a sudden it just goes and falls over. over. And I was like, that's gross. That's disgusting. And then I noticed it started. And I was like, was that a bug or was that supposed to be like, it didn't look good enough to be intentional, but you know, also that was very effective. And then I started noticing it as I used my mantis blades more in very broken ways, yeah. like somebody changing a tire and I'd decapitate them and they'd just be sitting there going through the whole tire change animation. And then the one I shared with you guys, oh my gosh. which was a, I ran in, decapitated someone, got in a big fight, turned around and there was a body, a seemingly female body yeah. standing up. <laughs> Holding an invisible penis, <laughs> urinating on the ground. Yep, just and just, con- and just continuing a headless urinating body, continuing <laughs> to stand there holding an invisible penis, uh, urinating on the ground for a period of time. And I did. I, I went into camera mode. And I took a photo next to it and sent it to you guys. It was like, great game. This is a fantastic the video. Best game. best game of the year. Uh, there are also this happens a lot in Red Dead Two. Um, you can shoot people's faces off or the whole head off with a shotgun. And oftentimes they will not do what they're supposed to do right away. So they'll just kind of walk around and kind of look at you with no head and then eventually crumble and die. So maybe that's just an open world jank thing, but I love it. It's big fan. It's too good to fix. Like, I feel like the game would be less if you took it out 
even though it is so janky. The only other one that I've seen that can compare to the the urinating headless body was there was a guy who was, I guess, when I killed him, partying and like firing a gun into the air. Well, when he died, the gun fell out of his hand, but he was still doing the animation. So he's still going, ah, and look like he's squeezing a trigger. But they kept the sound effect for the gun shooting. <laughs> so it's a headless body pretending to shoot a machine gun into the air. You hear machine gun noises, but there's no gun in his hand. Love it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy. It's so fun. This is it. the best. It's I a great it. place for it. The, the chaos when when the game isn't broke, you know, like broken, broken. Those bits of jank almost add to the world, and it's hard to explain why. It's weird. Yeah, uh, that's I, what I, I just played say. This it's week. these uh, Max Tech, you know, Mantis blades. I got are real good. They're real good. Um, I poked around a couple other things. Papers, please. I mentioned earlier. Still playing a little of Medieval here and there on my Steam Deck, and uh, still poking around in Mirage, which I will probably play more of this weekend because I just need to sit down and spend some time with that new Assassin's Creed game. I'm not very far, so I want to play more. God, you got to play Return of the Oberdin. Oh, that's the other thing. Yeah, keep <sighs> going to Papers, please, and I'm always excited because it's good. But I go love to his Papers, game. please, so much. Go like, to his next game. Fall in love with his next game, too. Yeah, but once you've been done that one, it doesn't have the replayability that Papers, Please does. Because Papers, well, Please that doesn't can... mean you don't play it once. <laughs> <laughs> Look, take your logic. He got you there, Scott. He's got you there. Yeah, he got me there. Uh, John, let's throw to you now. Uh, WWE 2K23 Frog Wrestling Update. Beep, 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 beep. You did something different this week, right? A little bit. I tried something new. Uh, I did a YouTube video, same place as all the other frog wrestling VODs go, Craftless Rogue on YouTube. And I did a Pond News update because uh, it turns out that controlling, setting up the matches, setting up the betting for Twitch chat, using channel points before anybody gets like weird about betting, Um, setting up the stories doing the commentary it's all a lot to juggle and having a place to just go hey here's why people are fighting here's what happened here's rule changes stuff like that is really beneficial so every week now i haven't decided what day this week it was literally the night before but uh, i'm hoping to divide it a little more evenly i just want to be able to have a place where we just feature something and my hope is that one day i can have you know like I can say, Scott, you want to send me a promo trash talk and Tom Merritt or something, and you can send it and we can highlight it on that. And uh, that will that will be where that sort of stuff lives. Totally down can, for this. We can by do the way. that sort of thing. Yeah. So I think that stuff would be really, really cool. I want it to grow. This week was more of a, you know, like just sort of piss or get off the pot kind of mentality of like, oh, it's tomorrow. If I'm going to do this video, I need to just do it. So I'm going to just do it. It was a little rough. And uh, we'll just see what it turns into. But yeah, another great week of frog wrestling. Had two championship matches. Um, we're still trying to get the belts off of <laughs> WWE wrestlers who keep interfering with yeah. matches. Yeah. Uh, and we are not being very successful at it. And more WWE wrestlers seem to interfere every day. So it's uh, it's mad chaos, but uh, you can't turn Scott, that off, you, right? You're st- it's the thing the game does forces it on you. You can't change that, right? Or can I you? think there's a setting where I can prevent it, but it prevents a, a couple other things that I I don't want to necessarily prevent. Mm, so okay. I can probably turn it down to try and prevent it from happening as much. But uh, 
Yeah, it was, it was a good night. Scott, you fought Brian Ibbett. I thought he was going to beat you. Now, it wasn't a title match, so you weren't in any danger of losing your belt. But as far as recent attempts to defeat you, yeah, he got the closest of anybody. Okay, He had a real run. He did some major devastating moves to you. He went to hit you with his finisher, the Coverville. And you reversed it at the last second, and then you just built up momentum and buried him after it. But I thought Ibit was going to do it. I thought he was going to take you down. Damn. Sounds like a close Didn't call. Happen. All right. Well, you know, he wants to take me. Good luck. <laughs> um, I had a thought about this game that I hadn't thought of before, and I don't know why I didn't think of this. But, Bo, you always talked about how it's relatively easy for people to pull models out of other games and then use them in VR chat as an avatar is it possible to get into this thing and pull out like your wrestler model and you can be that guy and i could be my jorts guy you know what i mean i wouldn't know the a to z but yeah you know are is there a modding community around this game i assume i think so i think i think there is yeah probably so if there's a method you know i probably sort of explore there because i know for heroes i extracted all the wave files using something called cask viewer no idea but it takes blizzard games and extracts resources from them you might be able to get the model file through yeah. something like that, some methodology that's out there on a Reddit or place, a forum, GitHub, whatever. Um, and then port it, I guess, into Blender, save it to some Unity compatible thing, and then, yep, it's in VR chat. So I'm sure that's the case, except you couldn't rely on someone else to do it because these are custom designed by uh, wrestling commissioner John Jagger himself. So. Sure, sure. Um, but I, yes, in theory, we could all appear in, if someone could help us with that, we could all appear in VR chat with our own avatar. So. I would love that. I think that'd be so cool. I would go in there and do that. Uh, according to Mod Nexus, there are only three mods currently in <laughs> really though? It's just you and George. <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. It's, I would be boring. It's not like you, you should live out your fantasy in VR chat. I don't, it was your fantasy to just be you and Just Jorts. be me? <laughs> well, I always pick the guy. Um, no, I'm saying like, you know, what if... I'm trying to think which characters would work best. Yours would be great because you got the VR helmet and you're ridiculous looking. Who, who's yeah, the- Bose would be good in VR chat because he would look like a guy in VR, yeah. which I think is funny. Like just a yeah. guy who looks like him wearing a VR headset is actually kind of funny. And who's Goku? Is that? Um, that's Ben. That's Ben. So that's Ben's ben, is pretty ben. good. Um, I mean, I just think there's some in here that could have, have some mileage in there. But you're right. I'd just look like Jorts guy. Nobody wants that in their life. Not in VR. Oh my gosh, he really took care. Anyway, go check it out. Craftless Rogue on YouTube, as John mentioned. Always fun time. What else did you play this week? I played some demos this week. I was planning on playing more. I didn't get to it, but I played two demos this week that I think are worth mentioning. They are part of the Steam Next Fest, which is uh, we're in the middle of. I think we're coming up on the tail end of at this point. Um, and the two demos I played, the first was deep rock galactic survivor. So this is the vampire survivors like game in the deep rock galactic universe in the deep rock galactic style. Yeah. And, uh, I'm here to tell you this game is pretty rad. Um, I think this game is pretty cool. It is basically vampire survivors. You control your character. You you walk around, it does the targeting automatically for you. 
Um, but there is some elements to kind of build up for for people like Scott that want something a little more than moving in a circle yeah. and, and picking up XP. Yeah. And that is that you can mine in this game and you are also expected to mine while you are playing the game. So whenever you get real close to walls and things, your dwarf will start pickaxing through the wall. And sometimes there's minerals and currency and health pickups and stuff like that in there. It's also a very good way that you can use to kind of avoid enemies to a degree because, you know, if you, their horde is bearing down on you you might be able to cut through a wall real quick to get away from them and uh it's pretty cool i would say if there's only if there's one thing that i didn't love about it now granted i played one match of it this yeah. could very easily change as the game gets bigger and this is a demo this is going to be universally true about all the games like they make it very clear these are all works in progress there's lots of things that can change by the time it comes out I didn't think the power-ups were that exciting. Mm. You know, Vampire Survivors had a big variety of weapons, lots of different power-ups, lots of different ways to make builds really interesting. And for the most part, it just sort of came down to, does your weapon shoot harder? Does it shoot faster? Uh, what's your reload speed? Like, kind of generic stuff that, while welcome, you know, there wasn't really much of a, like, Oh, this popped up and I was really excited. It was it was more of a rarity thing, like, oh, I got a purple reload instead of a, a gray reload. Oh, so I that's see. cooler. Yeah. Um but I do think the mining makes for it a really interesting um mechanic to be mixed in. I also think that like this game looks really good, like the graphics on it are really good, but it also maybe explains why think it's important that these games kind of look bad mm. because you pick these cool looking guns and you're like yeah look at that a cool machine gun a cool shotgun and the bullets just sort of shoot arbitrarily out of your dwarf yeah and i was like doesn't look very cool <laughs> like and that but that's what all these games do yeah but i mm. feel like by looking better the expectation suddenly was there i was like i, I kind of want to see him shooting a gun or something um, but gameplay wise, this is, this is really, really uh, a fun game. And like this, I have not been that interested in other survivors, survivors like yeah. games. Yeah. Um, I, most of them that I've played have just been like, all right, well, yeah, I'd rather go back to vampire survivors. This is the first one that I'm excited kind of on its own merits. I think this one might have some, might have some secret sauce in it. You so. liked the, you liked, um, Halls of Torment, right? You were okay with oh, that. Oh, I did. That's yeah. true. I did like Halls of Torment a lot. I thought that one was really good, too. Oh, it even yeah. has the countdown where you got to get the F out of there and get on your ship and get out of there. Yeah, so uh, once you defeat a boss or make progression to a certain point, you do get an evac order. Although it's not really evac. It actually is going to take you lower to another level. Okay. And then it gives you a big upgrade between the levels. And then it gets more challenging. So it gives you kind of a window where you can do some upgrading and, you know, buy some stuff, spend some currency because you are picking up minerals that you can spend on a run. And you can do a little healing there if you want to spend your money there. And uh, then you progress further until you take out, you know, a, a boss elite. And then the evacuation thing comes again. And is it so, the one class for the demo? Not not all the. Yeah. The and the doors? demo is just one class. Okay. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff not in the demo. So that's why I'm kind of hesitant to be too critical of what's not there because there's definitely a lot not there yeah. in the demo. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. When's this come out? Like, what's the date? Do we know? Still says 2013 on their page, but I don't know if anyone. I do not know. Yeah, because I want. I don't know. I'll I'll play this into the night. It's very cool. Yeah, I, I like the mining added to it. Like, it's kind of fun to do. Kind of gives you another little something to focus on, which also you know that can be a good thing and a bad thing. The evacuation thing is really cool because you can be. Uh, you know, feeling like, ah, oh, I got a real good strategy here. There's explosive enemies, so you can feel like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. use these explosive enemies to just take out a whole bunch of stuff. Then all of a sudden they're like, mission's ending, you need to evac, and all of a sudden you've been setting up something that now you have to get through to get out of there, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this isn't good. Yeah. So uh, I think this is I think this is great. I think this is a great one of these games. That's awesome. Oh, and I was wrong. It's quarter one, 2024. We got a ways, so... Not right away. It'll be next early next year. Yeah. Um, you also played the RoboCop Rogue City demo. What'd you think oh, of that? Yeah. I did. This thing went from zero to I can't wait in record time this year. I, I, I'm <laughs> this so game. excited about it. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. This game is really weird. Is this a cool RoboCop game that yes. you didn't expect was going to get made? Yes. yes. 100%. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of weird feelings about this game, though, at the same time. Just to be clear, there are parts of this game where, like, it's so spot on. Like, sometimes this game looks next gen, and sometimes this game looks like, what is it? This should be a budget title. <laughs> yeah. And I have a hard time reconciling the two. Because, again, sometimes it feels like, oh, it's firing on all cylinders. It looks amazing. It sounds incredible. This is it. I can't believe they're nailing this. And then all of a sudden they get to something else and you're like, it's like shit. <laughs> what, is, what is this? Um, and I'll, I'll give you. OK, let me just kind of talk my way through the demo, because like I said, I have a bunch of mixed feelings about this. Overall, we'll start with this. If you like RoboCop, I think this is a probably a worthy game to purchase. I think you'll have a good time with it. I think there's a lot to like there. I think I'm probably going to pre-order and buy this game. Yeah. I'll just not that you should pre-order it. I'm, right. I'm tempted You're weird for that stupid. Way. Yeah. I'm tempted for stupid reasons. Right. If you pre-order, you get the dumb blue looking RoboCop skin. And I don't even like it, but I was like. <laughs> You know, they kind of want it, though. <laughs> um, anyway, let's start at the beginning. So this actually opens much like I had talked about when we were when we were mentioning this, that uh, it opens with pretend news broadcast. Right. And it's got the guy from RoboCop. Yeah. Doing the pretend newscast. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. Yeah. And then it cuts. To like, we talked to the head of OCP and it talked to, it cuts to a guy that looks exactly like Ronnie Cox, the dude from Robo, not Ronnie Cox, the other guy, the old man. Oh, the old guy. What's the, your name? The, the, what's your name, officer? Yes, the guy who asks, what's your name? Yeah. It cuts to that guy yeah. and it looks just like him. It's a good, good likeness of him. And then he goes, oh, we at OCP feel this way about it. 
And I was like, the hell voice was that? He sounds Canadian. Yeah. What's go- what's going on? Yeah. They, th- I don't know if that actor's still alive, but they did not get a sound alike. I'll tell you that much. Mm. They got. I didn't know Crofton was doing voice work, but he jumped in there. <laughs> Suddenly, he's doing the voice of the old man from RoboCop. That's great. It was weird and jarring, and that's kind of been my experience with this game. Is like amazing moments of like oh man i love robocop so much to then all of a sudden something really jarring when you're controlling robocop he moves at a fast enough pace that you don't you're not like pulling your hair out if i had it right but not accurately like he's not accurately slow but you don't feel like you're sprinting either yeah you feel like you're you feel like a fridge just kind of clomping at a faster pace than he would in the movies, but a video game needs you a little bit faster. And it's, it's just <laughs> yeah. about right for my demo play. That felt good to me. You yeah. Know? Cause I felt and- big and, and menacing and heavy and I'd come into a room and grab a dude and throw him real hard against a wall. And it felt meaty. Like the combat is pretty great. I yeah. Think. And when you aim down sights, it does the little targeting, the yeah around everything and it it looks cool and it sounds cool and uh i they got um what's his name to actually do the voice of robocop if it's not him it is that's peter it sounds exactly like okay i was gonna say i heard him recently i mean he's been in a lot of stuff post robocop i've heard a lot of him and it it sounds exactly like him so yeah um he sounds great, but every now and then you just run into people where it's like, please tell me this is temporary voice acting. <laughs> like you went to the trouble to model it after the actual actors, but then they sound nothing like it. Like Officer Lewis, I don't know if it's actually her. I It sounds like Liara from Mass Effect. Yeah. And I think that's that might be who's doing it. But she sounds enough like Officer Lewis that I think it's fine. Yeah, it works fine. Um, but then you get to the like the police desk sergeant or whatever, yeah. and it seems like they didn't even try. Uh, <laughs> or actually, I'll tell you the guy, uh, when you walk up to the news station, um, it's very clearly based on a guy from the movie that was in it. And he was another one where he was just like, hey, Robo, what's going on? And it's like, that's not the voice. You mm. modeled the face, but not the voice. Mm. Um, maybe the demo is different than the final P I don't know. That seems like a it might excuse. be. And that's why I don't want to be like, don't buy this game. They sound weird. Um, cause one, that's a weird reason not to buy a game. And two, uh, it could change. This is a demo. Yeah. Uh, the game is weirdly deep. Um, you, you get to a point where like it goes, all right, time to level up RoboCop. <laughs> You're like, Oh, <laughs> it pulls up a full, like, skill tree menu for robocop and like a lot of stats you wouldn't think robocop has so much stats but you're sitting there you're like do i want to put points in focus or uh psychology or do i want to put points in weapon handling you can do like you can do therapy and yeah basically mm-hmm. you know and so basically his because oh, you kind of talk down criminals right yeah. yeah, so basically this game does have dialogue trees and choices. And if you put points in his psychology tree or whatever it is, you will have more vo- more dialogue options. And eventually, if you power it up enough, highlighted best dialogue options. 
And I got to experience a little bit of this, and maybe this is the perfect example of what I love and hate about this demo. Mm. There was a mission where I wa- I was going I was going to do the shooting range, which is where it told me to go, but I accidentally wound up back in the main part of the office. And there was a guy at the desk and a long line of criminals or uh, people, I should say, not necessarily criminals, at the desk waiting to be helped. And he's like, there's just way too many people here. Robo, can you help work the desk for me? <laughs> and I was like, this is going to be comedy gold. This is going to be. I was so excited for this moment. And Robocop's like, sure. And he goes walking up and stands at the desk. And a line of three people get in front of him. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so good. This is going to be so good. And then the first guy comes up and he's like, you need to tell my neighbors to mellow out. They're upset because uh, whenever I walk my dog, they they just get real irate. And then Robocop goes, what is your dog's name? And he goes, I named him Fire because I thought that would be a funny name for a dog. Sometimes he runs away. So I have to walk through the neighborhood going, Fire! fire and i don't know why my neighbors are all mad at me and i oh went my oh gosh, my that's gosh that's terrible this is awful that's a bad and joke. so i basically like let that guy go with a warning it was like do you want to write him a ticket for disturbing the peace shoot him? or do you want <laughs> do you want to let him go and i i was like immediately deflated by this because i thought that this was going to be such a fun little setup to robocop yeah. like because it, you can see the comedy of it. Like, Robot Man has to work the desk dealing with people. This is going to be good. And so far, a letdown. The next guy comes up and he goes, Yeah, uh, I heard there was a reward for a wanted criminal in the city. Um, I'm can I, can I collect that reward? And Robocop's like, I need more information. And he goes, Well, I'm the criminal you're looking for. I'm turning myself in. Do I still get the reward? And Robocop goes, No. <laughs> And books him. And that was kind of funny. That was getting there. That was a little bit as a baby step in the direction that I was looking for. Sure. And then the third person comes up and is like, um, Robo, my, my son is missing and, uh, he's, but he, I haven't seen him in two days. And he goes, how old is your son? Well, he's 24, but I've always heard from, I've never, it's never been this long since I've heard from him. And your choice is like, you can't file a missing persons report until they've been gone for 72 hours or I need more information. Um, so I said, please give me more information. And she goes, his name's da 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 da. And Robocop looks down, he types in a little computer and he goes, your son was reported murdered two hours ago. <laughs> that was and it. She goes, Oh my God. And she starts crying and then it goes mission complete leveled up. And I was like, <laughs> I'm kind of coming awesome. around. I'm coming around. On I this. hope that's not like, the last time you have to work the desk. I hope it's like papers, please. Where you got to do a lot of that. Yeah. Right. That sounds it like was fun. one of those things where it just, I had such high hopes for this moment and you can see what they were going for. And it just didn't quite reach it. It wasn't bad but it wasn't what you hoped it would be. And that's kind of been my experience. Like this game is not bad. The shooting is fun. The explosions are fun. It's extraordinarily gory. Like when you shoot someone in the head, it it sounded pretty awesome. Like, I think there's something here. I think this game might end up being pretty good. Uh, I don't think this game is $70. (laughs) Good. 
Yeah. I think this game is like, and I, I think this actually might be where it's priced. This is a slightly discounted triple. Like this is a double A, single A, whatever you want to call it. This isn't a triple A game. Yeah, it's, it's is priced. It, is, I, is it double A or triple B? Like, how do you? Oh yeah, good point. I mean, it's priced at forty nine. Yeah. I don't know what the price is, but forty nine sixty four ninety nine Canadian. So yeah, that's, it's not cheap, but it's not you know seventy. Like I think that's about where this game is. Do not go in expecting this game to be the next huge thing. But this I mean, game is a lot things, deeper right? and more interesting than I expected. Yeah. 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 I will just say there is one major missed opportunity, and mm. I hope that there's time to fix, to right this wrong. Okay. So... In the game, while you're running around shooting people, you can collect evidence of crime. <laughs> There's and, a collection aspect, sweet. And in this in this universe, it's uh, I don't know where it takes place in the timeline. Officer Lewis is there; she dies in RoboCop Three. Spoilers, um, but she's in the game, so I, presumably before three. I don't know if it's supposed to take place after two or before two or what. But Nuke. The drug from RoboCop 2 is all over the game. Sweet. Um, and whenever I see Nuke, I just hear I just hear RoboCop's voice in my head going, Nuke. 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 And every time I pick up Nuke, I want him to say it. Yeah. Please, if there's someone on the development team, make it a toggleable option because I know not everybody is gonna want this feature. But I want every time Robocop picks up Nuke for him to go, Nuke. <laughs> every Nuke single Sky one. Snorter. Yeah. Nuke Sky I, Snorter. That's amazing. Nuke, Nuke, Nuke Sky. Well, it makes me think of Luke Skywalker, but it's Nuke Skywalker. So they're not telling Nuke. the story of the first movie again, right? This is a like no, prequel. This is its own. Take, I was reading the description. It takes place between two and three. Okay. Takes place between two and three. Okay, so this is post Kane. We're not going to be walking around going, "Where's Kane?" Where's Kane? Uh, uh, but I do want him to go nuke <laughs> every time, and you pick up a lot of it too. So just so you know, yes, I am asking for one hundred percent of the time. Anytime I pick up nuke, I want him to just say it. And RoboCop three, I think, didn't have Weller. Somebody else did. Is did the RoboCop? Yeah. Um, yeah. So this would make sense. It's best to pretend three didn't happen. You know, it's honestly so best to pretend two didn't happen, but there's enough like weird things into that. I'm kind of okay with, like I said, I want him to say nuke every time he picks up nuke. Two, two is, clears the bar, two clears the bar the and a watch. Yeah. Like, yeah I if agree. you were to do a RoboCop watch and didn't watch three or the remake, that's probably your but bar. RoboCop one, one, the poster I'm putting it up now, the, the movie poster still one of the coolest posters ever made for a movie in the history of movies. Look at that. Thing. Yeah, look at that. I mean, at the time, it was pretty visually evocative, right? Oh, like, hell like, yeah. Holy shit. Man, metal, metal machine. Man. Oh, machine. Cop. Oh, cop. Plus, you had Verhoeven, <laughs> which is a psycho director making the thing. Like, there's nothing quite like it. And my mom refused. I love Verhoeven so much. I, like, he was way ahead of his time. Yep. Until like, he did Hollow Man. That's a bad movie absolutely ahead of his time that guy because yeah. you watch that in starship troopers and you just go 
Why did people think these were normal action movies? <laughs> They're not. Why didn't why didn't they understand? Yeah. Like he is not subtle at all. He is the subtlety of a mallet, but nobody talked about it that way no. when either of those movies came out. In fact, Starship Troopers, they talked about it as the opposite. They criticized it as a military recruitment film. Yeah. When really it was the exact opposite. Like no, no one knew what to do with his vision. He was his stuff was weird. Total Recall, whole a whole other animal with him directing than it would have been without him. Just we to, didn't have internet back then. In order in order to know things, you had to read books and magazines and understand. Like there was a time when like film criticism was was like a niche. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like it's like America's number one sport now. Like on Twitter or whatever. Like it's you know everyone everyone's an expert filmmaker. Yeah. But uh, that's, that was not how we talked about movies 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. a critic today, literally. That used to be an old phrase people would say, ah, everyone's a critic, but it wasn't true. Now it's true. Everyone Yeah. Is. Now it's 100% true. Everyone's a critic of everything. And so speaking of that, let me critique RoboCop's demo. I, I had a lot of fun with it. All I right. like, I, as much as there were things where I was like, this is so weird. This is so odd. Like at the end of the day, I was like, but I kind of want to just keep doing more of it. I do wish Robocop was a little more durable. Now he has an armor tree that like I can solve this. Like the cap to the armor tree is like literally small arms fire just bounces off of you. But it feels like that kind of feels like how the character should be baseline. Um, He's really squishy Mm. at the beginning and in a kind of shocking way, but, um, you know, that's fine. It's got to be a video game. Yeah. Like, yeah it the does seem a little weird that game. he can, he can take fewer shots than master chief. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be in, like pretty much invulnerable to small arms fire and stuff like that. He was in the movie. Yeah. The, his weaknesses. And you can get there, but you got to put a lot of points into it to get there. The weakness of well, the movie was he always had that hole right here. And I always thought if you really want to get Robocop, shoot him in the face hole. He's still a man in there, right? Yeah, but no, like it's not like it's a weak point. It's just it's just his face. Yeah, just it, flesh would fall away to metal. Like he'd be like resurgery his face back on. Like it, it probably it's something they should do in a movie where they try to shoot his face off, and then there's body horror where it's just like decrepit teeth, and he's yeah. like, "I'm still gonna kill you." I'm obviously <laughs> Robocop. You know. I am Robocop. <laughs> it's not like Batman. You're like Batman's a man underneath, so like you can definitely kill him by putting a gun. Oh, good the, point. Yeah, mouth hole. But I thought but there was a brain. Like, his his only part of him that's still there is his brain in there, right? Yeah, but it's probably like I'm assuming the face isn't really like the. I assume the brains in a metal encasing and the face is stretched on top of the. Metal yeah, it's just skin stretched because the he has a little the thing only, in his head from where he got shot in the head. Like the, the only direct is link there. is the eye is the ocular nerve from the brain to the eye. Mm. Like so, the ocular nerves fed through metal holes. He does he's wearing eat a visor. food too, so presumably there is some. Although I think they say that the food, like it's a metal is, hole, then it probably yeah. is processed for his brain. Probably requires like whatever food energy is coming from it. But yeah, I, I choose not, to believe it's not. It's not like he's just a head Adam Jensen style. You know oh right, I mean? like Adam Jensen's just like ha- top half of his torso and head. That's all he has. Is he's got those goofy skinny skinny arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I was going to say, think, I think RoboCop is just brain. I'm, I know this is not a popular opinion. 
I will just say it for myself, but I rank the Joel Kinnaman movie, the more modern one that had um, mm-hmm. Michael Keaton was the bad guy. That one I like as the sec- my second favorite RoboCop movie. It goes number one, then mm. that one, then distantly three, and then four. I don't I don't know where I would put them all because I really think I only like one. I mean, it's really. I think the OG. two. I think two has some things that I like. I think the, I think the remake had some things that I like, but I don't like. I don't think either of those movies. I'm like, oh, I like both those movies. I think there's just moments in both of them that I think are okay. That's why I'm so I think the about redesign the of Ed Two O Nine in the remake is sacrilegious. Oh, it's horrible. Ed Two O Nine is one of the coolest looking designed robots in the history of anything. Yeah, I think what they turned him into in the remake is embarrassing. That was a shame. I agree with that. But most of that movie I thought was pretty good. Uh, all right, Bo, let's swing over to you. Someone here decided to fire up Dark Tide and see what has changed lately, and it was you. Yeah, what did I it? think? I I think I talked about it playing a bit last week, but I just started getting into it. But yeah, I've I've been pretty busy. It's my last day, last week at work, and you know, right. just, I haven't been able to settle into Cyberpunk uh, with enough time to really sort of get into it. You know, you play for two hours and you're like, ah, eh, it's not satisfying. Right. Anyways, um, so I got back into Dark Tide now. Dark Tides are really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I've liked it on launch. I liked it now. I know there's a lot of opinions and you know reasons why people don't like the game, but I've always found it to be um, very satisfying in terms of it's left for dead, right? And we've all played Vermintide, but I, I just, I guess there's a show-off factor here, where you know um, if you're getting a lot of good headshots or playing really well or helping out teammates, it just seems it's just fun. So there's a new, what brought me back was the new talent trees for the classes. Yeah. Which we're looking and, at right now. And yeah. yeah, you're seeing it right now. Like, so basically everyone has a grenade ability, a passive like aura buff and a, like an ulti called a combat ability. And now all the classes have three choices of each. So the skill trees, like, um, two of the classes, both zealot and veteran, for example, have like stealth abilities now as ultis. So they can just go invisible and run around. Um, the Psyker has a huge shield, like, um, I don't want to say Reinhardt, but you know, that kind of style where you can throw a shield down and just have a shield protect the team. It's got bio lightning, uh, zealots have daggers that they can throw now. And then it's just like so many new things. There's these like psychic, uh, like icicles that the Psyker has. I haven't looked at the Ogren tree at all. It's my lowest level one, but the Ogren are fun. And there's more enemies, uh, more levels. They've added some. So there's some, every now and then I get into a level I haven't played before and I'm like, oh, sweet. This is going to be exciting. Yeah. And it's just fun. Like a mission will take a good chunk of time too. It's about 30 minutes to an hour. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you've played the game already, then there's nothing, there's new stuff in here. If you liked it, you'll like it more. If you didn't really like it before, I can't really say. You know, unless the talent tree rework really pulls you in. Like, I I just, there's this weird sense of disappointment that this game has been coupled with for some people. And I don't know if it's the depressing atmosphere, although John's talked at length of that before. Um, Or if it's just not quite hitting for whatever reason. Like, the game is like, the shooting's really well done. I find the shooting very fun, satisfying, a little forgiving on certain weapons, which is okay in this kind of hectic 
environment and no shortage of enemies. And then you need plans. Not every weapon or ability is good at everything. Some's good. At, some things are good at clearing out hordes. Some things are good at clearing out long range dudes. Uh, some is good at the big dudes. And then you're going to get in the higher difficulties. I'm, I'm playing on F malice, which is like fourth of the five difficulty levels. You get like modifiers where like, oh, pox hounds, they're real annoying. They run at you from a weird angle and they'll down somebody by jumping on top of them. Well, what if the modifier in this level is every now and then we'll, we'll throw 16 of them at you. <laughs> like one is bad enough. So you get these waves with just like 16 of them and it gets crazy. And um, yeah, it's fun. It's gross. Everything's disgusting. And I love it. So and it's in the 40K I've universe. I've been playing all week, like every night. I've been playing every night. It's great. I, I Because of you, I reinstalled it. I haven't had time to hit play, but I'm gonna. Um, yeah. I want this to be in my rotation. I didn't really have like major problems with it. I just did that thing where I went, everybody's talking about the problems. I guess I'll wait till the problems are gone. Um, well, and we also, because I, I think for me too, like we really like Vermintide. So I was really looking forward to you, me, Kyle and John, you know, getting back the gang yeah. back together. And yeah. I know our schedules haven't permitted us as much to get into as much multiplayer, but I was looking forward to carrying on the Vermintide tradition, but I think for a number of reasons, it just didn't hit the same, you know, Vermintide. It doesn't have any memorable characters in it, like Salt Spire, you know? Yeah. Salt and Spire is I know it doesn't have a lot of good, you know, cut scenes. Like it's not like a triple A game with a huge narrative, but it does, it still does it better than Vermintide too. But I think because this is a $70 game and Vermintide sort of seen as a $30 range kind of game, expectations are maybe a little different. I think, I think it did launch in a poor state for like crafting and stuff like that too. So, I you know, there's for me, weird... one of the biggest problems with this game was that it had a teaser trailer. Mm. Like as, as funny as it is to say that, like sometimes, sometimes teaser trailers are a real bad idea. And uh, I think dark tide having a teaser trailer what really was it about worked. the teaser that bugged you? I mean, they were on so par the problem with the, with the, the one. The problem with the teaser trailer for Dark Tide was this. It was Warhammer 40k Dark Tide by the makers of Vermintide. And that was what you had to get excited about. And there's a lot to get excited about there. But you tell somebody, okay, 40k universe Vermintide, what is the person picturing? And I guarantee you, nobody was picturing picking their prison jumpsuit color <laughs> and getting ready to go hit zombies with a shovel. I mean, I was. And like, <laughs> like, 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 I was, like, I was, like, I can't say nobody because it, for me, my experience was, it was exactly as expected. Yeah. Like I, I was, to me, show me, um, space Marine two footage. That's what went through my head. Like, cause to me, that's what I think of when I think of 40 K yeah. like I picture orcs, I picture, you know, space marines. I picture guns. I certainly don't picture being a prisoner, picking my jumpsuit color, and then smacking zombies with shovels, especially in a world where zombies are done to death. And that's not to say that it's, you know, it's bad, but like it didn't then it's that case. And we had this with Diablo 4 too, where every time I learned more about the game, I got more disappointed <laughs> and like, and that's the problem with a teaser trailer when it's literally just font that says, Hey, here's the game that's coming. You got to be careful because expectations are going to 
expectations are going to run wild because you haven't given people any other context. You've mm-hmm. said from the people who made Vermintide comes a Warhammer 40k experience and you yeah. go, oh, and it's got Dark Tide, so relatively safe to say it will be similar in style to Vermintide, right? Right. I, I think all I mean, that you're, you're, is you're, is a logical connection, yeah. and it just didn't hit what I wanted fantasy wise, and uh, yeah, it just was lacking. And then, and then right. when the game came out, it didn't play well. I got really sick of running through dark industrial environments. See, that's I, the stuff time I, I like. Went, Every time I went to a weapon vendor, I was just like, okay, none of this looks cool. I, I like, I don't want to chase any of this. I didn't like any of the classes. I picked marksman, not because I wanted, or whatever it's called, I, not because I wanted to play marksman, but because I assumed that that class would be least likely to run out of ammo because I didn't want to melee. And then I didn't like their special abilities. So I went, oh, do I want to play the class that, do I want to play this class or do I want to play a class where maybe I like their special abilities more? And the only other one I liked was the one that was the melee focused one. And I was like, well, but that's not what I want to do. So I, it was, I had incorrect expectations. Then there was a rough execution. No one will pretend otherwise. And then I just didn't like any of the classes. So it's, it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Right. For but me, that's yeah. too bad because it's, it's a, it's it's actually a really good game. I put 157 hours into it so far. So it's a lot. I mean, yeah, I really like it. It's too bad that stuff's a turn off for uh, for people because do you do you really like fun. the talent stuff? Are you happy with the changes there? Oh yeah, the ta- I mean it's much improved. Um, yeah. It's more interesting. I wouldn't go so far as to call it like really deep, but it definitely gives you um, you can set presets. So if you when you log into your quick match game when you're paired up with people, you can go. Oh, I'm going to go for a more defensive build. Uh, let me take this loadout. Uh, they have improved. The, the weapon system is still a bit of a progress thing, but it's like incentive to keep playing. So mm. you'll want to get items. You'll surrender them to take the blessing, and then you can bless items and like adjust the guns the way you want them. So the item system's actually gotten pretty deep in terms of customizing how your build works. I think like compared to launch it's a lot better the systems are there i would say this is like the launch ready version and you'll see a lot of reviews in in steam saying as much like the game launched early and (laughs) in an unfinished state and now it's in a finished state um you know in terms of the item system being in the game there's they added some new cutscenes as well just when you first meet some of the vendors and stuff and um, I'm pretty sure they're going to be working on adding, they've already added new levels, but I'm sure they're working on adding new content and who knows, maybe a lot of that. Sometimes these games like John, your feedback might be reflective of a lot of people looking at that dark and depressing world. And maybe they'll figure out something with expansion content that brightens it up or adds some of the, I mean, I'll say Scott's been playing you. footage and the footage I've seen, the stages some of the stages that were shown look a hell of a lot better than anything I played. So it's a little more, it's like, a little less. Like, I will always yeah. say this, like I, and, and we said this about cyberpunk cause we've been talking about cyberpunk a lot on this show. And there are some people that do not have any interest in forgiving CD project red for releasing cyberpunk the way they did. And you know what? They have every right. Like if I've said it many times, if a game is going to put 1.0 on it, you have every right to judge the game based on what they said was a launched product. And if you don't want to go back to it, that's that's your right. 
Nobody should make you. But I much rather live in a world where people fix these games than abandon them. So I am extremely happy that they are working on fixing this game. I don't know if it will ever morph into something that I like, but I'm really excited that they're fixing it and not just going, well, yeah, sorry, it is what it is. Go, go for it. I think it's cool that they're putting new stuff in there, and I will always respect that far more than just going, eh, we got your money. Yeah. <laughs> what else are we going to do? Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. So anyways, um, if, if you guys are interested in trying it, I would love to play. I, I'm down for some multiplayer. So you're so playing on the second time. We're going to have to do some catch up to get to your level. So I, the, the one thing I will say gameplay wise, I mean, I haven't started a new character in a while, but the game definitely feels more fun when you hit max level. Mm. So there is like a leveling process. I'm not sure if they sped it up at all. I know it felt a little long, but I think they wanted to give people some, you know, these games, they want to give you a reason to be playing and incentive to move forward. When you hit max level, it can feel like I want to stop playing. But uh, my Psyker and Veteran have been level 30 forever, and I'm leveling a Zealot, and I'm always like, I need more points. Like, I just, you know, you don't, like, like, you're in prison garb in the beginning, but as you unlock your penances, you get, um, you know, uh, cosmetics uh, through achieving things through the game. Yeah, some of that stuff guide, is really cool. Your guys actually can look cool. Yes, there's an in-game shop where you can also pay to look cool. If that's if you're a, a dead set against that, that's okay. There are unlock like I just use my pre-order items a lot. The pre-order because we, we were all gifted the game and got we got the pre-order bonuses. The pre-order camo is actually pretty badass looking. And I think maybe it came with some, they call it Aquilas or Aquilas, or whatever the in-game <laughs> currency is called, Aquilas. That's um, literally what it's called, Aquilas. But uh, you may both even have some. So you can get yourself, like, you don't have to buy a whole outfit, but just like a cool helmet or something. Like, there's, sure. there's some neat pieces. I've got, like, um, a prosthetic targeting eye in one of my eyes, Ooh. you know, so I look even grosser. And I got to play. I was honored. I posted on social media, but I was literally laughing the entire level. Uh, I played with an ogren called John Fetterman, who I don't know much about him, but I know what he looks like, and I know he's a big dude who's yeah. a politician. He's and a senator he here. He made in the him States. look exactly with the big beard. Like it just looks so much like John Fetterman. It just was making me laugh so much because it's like it's level thirty. He's been playing it forever, and it's like this weird not diss, but it's just you know. John Fetterman's an ogre, and he's not a human-sized people. He's a giant. It just Fe- made me Fetterman so seems Senator Fetterman seems like a dude that would probably laugh that off. This guy wears yeah, like exactly. Sweats. It didn't seem like mean-spirited, but yeah. it was just really funny because he he, he kind of he's a tall, big dude. And, you know, <laughs> it's perfect. I don't know why. It just it just cracked me up. I it's love seeing stuff like that. Well, I'm uh, I'm gonna try it again. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I love 40k. I like the dark tone. None of that was an issue for me. My biggest issue was just like everybody seemed down on it, and it didn't seem like the fun time to play it. But we're out I mean, of that. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't launch in in you know. I think I think it earned some criticisms. Absolutely, uh, due to 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 how it launched, but. Yeah. Good news is based back on the on, back on Game Pass, by the way. So. Yeah, it's on. So I think it was recently released on fully on consoles too. That was like also a thing. It wasn't. It didn't launch on Xbox at the same time. I don't know the exact story. I don't remember, but I know there was some delays there. I think yeah, yeah. Um, something was going. It on. was launched early. I'm pretty sure there there was some problems that related to an early launch. 
Yeah. It is a bit unfortunate for them, but, um, I think it's a solid video game product. <laughs> like it's a know, solid game, video like, game product. Get away from like, you know, uh, whether <laughs> they were, you were misled because of the marketing, like all legitimate criticisms or it's too dark and I don't want to play as a pilgrim or not a pilgrim, a prisoner. Um, you know, it wasn't the fantasy I expected. Like just overall the video game product itself, it's like, it functions well. It was not very... The only bugginess had to do with graphics card drivership, but I found personally that cleared up fairly quickly in the weeks following launch. And overall it's been, you know, an enjoyable, like the, the sound design is off the chain. The music's off the chain. You know, if you like lots of blood and monsters, it's got it. The enemy design is cool. The weapons, the weapons surprise for people that aren't known for shooters. They do kind of swingy bow stuff. The guns like function great. I like the guns. Yeah, so. I like them too. I mean, they, they did get a lot of things in categories right. And is there more ammo that, now? Because the that's the other only problem I had at launch was there was not near enough ammo. So, John talked about that too. Like, how's that? Again, a, there's, there's a few things going on here. One is understanding the metagame because there's lot, plenty of ammo packs lying about, and yeah. then there's ways to get ammo to refill. Also, in the talent tree, both before and after. Like the veteran has a talent for plus 25% ammo. It's a huge bump in ammo. Yeah, you get like tons more if like running out of ammo is an issue for you. Sure. Also depends on the guns. So you don't, you don't get access to all the guns. It's like gated behind levels. So only the best weapons and guns get dropped or available for purchase when you hit 30. <laughs> like, so also there's an element of like, you're using shovels in shitty weapons because you're level five. You know, yeah. I, I, did, I found the game didn't really start picking up till 20 or higher. So that's also a problem mm -hmm. if you're not really engaging your players uh, that early on, let's say, you know, sure. if you didn't stick it out, which is understandable. If you're finding it boring, why would you play? So well, there you go. An, up, an updated look at Dark Tide. Maybe it's time, everyone. Maybe it's time. I know what it is time for. It's time for a break. We're going to go pee and stuff like that. When we get back from all of that, we got a Dear Martha magazine review oh yeah you've been missing those well guess what john's got you covered we also got uh, some sweet voicemails today and some other news that we didn't tackle already so stick around we'll be back shortly you guys hungry do you want to have that hunger that hunger satiated in less than two minutes well i got some great ideas for you okay so let's talk about it uh factor's awesome i love all factor meals the one with pork chops in particular really uh, does me well. <laughs> Whenever that one's in the package, I'm basically like, hey, everybody hands off. That one's mine. And look, with this busy fall season we're entering into, we're already there, really, almost halfway through this month. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Busy, busy time. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel, uh, fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door, and you'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track with your healthy lifestyle changes. Relish the best autumn with fall flavors. For a limited time only, they've got some heart, or excuse me, some hearty, I guess it's good for your heart too, <laughs> uh, comforting meals, all right? We like that this time of year, featuring seasonal veggies like cranberry pecan chicken, Apple Dijon pork chops. Oh, that one sounds like it's for me. Ready in just two minutes. They'll satisfy your fall cravings during this busy season without all the hassle. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. Look, you can level up 
All right, you're gamers. You understand my language here. With gourmet plus options. Prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to an upscale meal with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Mm. Need an extra boost of support for your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle your busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Look, Factor's awesome. I want you to get it, all right? I love them. Head to factormeals.com slash core50 and use the code core50 to get 50% off. That's code core50 at factormeals.com slash core50 to get 50% off. You got no reason not to. Go. We're back, everyone. Thank you for your patience. And uh, get ready because back. Dear, dear Martha's here to Mike regale you with good times. Uh, John, no special setup here, right? It's just the, uh, the I mean, usual. you've got three pictures you need to show. Oh, shit. I sent them to you. I forgot all about how this works. You Let's need, do that. Yeah, you need to prep them because some so, podcast listeners will love this. Some of the jokes are visual in nature. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. That is often true when we do this or when you've done this in the past. Oh my gosh, pray. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't want to give anything away. Let's go ahead and get started then. And here we go. My dearest Martha, I have returned from my time travel vacation, which means in this case that I am back, back in time. Today, I write to you from May of 1996 after having just read through issue 12 of Computer Player Magazine. The cover tells you everything you need to know. We still thought Duke Nukem was cool. Warcraft had a two after it instead of the words messed up again. (laughs) And we were all looking at the 96 presidential primaries, even in our gaming magazines. Wow. And I know what you're thinking. Duke Nukem was cool? Well, he's on the cover and on the second and third pages. And a boss from the game is on page four. In other words, it was inescapable, much like the game's allure when my uncle let me play it, telling me there were adult things hidden in the game. And look, it was certainly a less politically sensitive time for gaming. Don't believe me? Only 13 pages in, and you'll be treated with an advertisement for a Civil War strategy game that, if the ad is to be believed, Its main selling point is that you apparently control the streamer Asmongold, commanding the armies of the South. (laughs) At least, that's what it looks like. But this was a crazy good time for PC gaming, Martha. This issue... This issue talks about Warcraft and MechWarrior, Civilization, once again, Duke Nukem, when that was actually a selling point. But... The one that surprised me the most was this little blurb at the end of their Duke Nukem preview titled, The Next Step, Pray. And it's a little write-up about 3D Realm's next intended game, which would be called Prey. That's right, Prey. A game that would eventually come out looking and sounding very different 10 years later in 2006 which was, of course, the predecessor to the game Prey 2, which was a game that would ultimately be cancelled in favor of a new game called Prey 11 years after that. In a lot of ways, this was the start of that saga. What a crazy thing to see. (laughs) 
But that's the fun part of looking back through these things, Martha. Not just seeing how things were, but filling in where they're going. That's what we see so much of here. Duke Nukem is no longer a hot brand. Civiliz Civilization 2 is now the rumored Civilization 7. Warcraft 2 is now everybody hoping Blizzard will remember that RTS is a genre of video game. <laughs> And if the pattern holds true, maybe another game called Prey will be coming out in three to five more years. Until then, Martha, I remain yours in time. S. Beckett, 96. For lovely. Perfect timing, too. Listen to this music. Oh, man. Look at that. Ended nicely. Love that. So I, I have a question for you. Go. Yeah. I noticed on the cover of this computer player magazine it said 46 reviews and previews and a title jumped out at me that i wanted to see a game called the dame was loaded whoa <laughs> yeah what is that I posted a gameplay video and holy fmv batman really fmv eh i love it yeah, big fan just like there it is the dame that was loaded or the, sorry the dame was loaded <laughs> the dame was loaded. <laughs> I never heard that game before, yeah, but I I, I I linked a video in the Discord of the gameplay. Oh, Return and Fires on this list. Do you guys even know how great Return Fire was? Oh man, <laughs> what a game! This, this is like L.A. Noir, but ten years earlier. Like Let's Prey. see. Let me take a look here. I mean, this was a weird, interesting time for PC gaming. This was a great. This was a great time to be a PC gamer. I mean, it literally, you drive a car at one point, you get, and there's a dashboard of your Pontiac. What happened to these it? people, by the way? The this magazine, they're gone, right? This is a defunct gaming. <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> oh yeah, no most most are. Yeah, it's true. Um, it just feels bad that PC gamers the only one that survived that whole thing. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, look, this is FMV to hell and back. Holy crap! Oh yeah, FMV. Yep. Look at these people looking like reject porn actors. <laughs> oh, stereotypes just breaking through doors look at that guy there's your <laughs> there's your new mario that's fantastic all right it's a a me i'm the new mario <laughs> i'm gonna be in mario wonder i'm gonna take a flower and things are gonna get real trippy around here oh lucky phil in the chat room said the dame was loaded was fun we actually know someone who played it wow you're kidding me we just did um uh, Phantasmagoria on Play Retro oh, this week. I love Phantasmagoria. I love all those games. Man. Yeah, we have, we have, there's a fondness for that stuff. I mean, no one's surprised that it didn't last, but there's a moment in time where FMV was badass. There's a couple people keeping them still alive. There's a few that come out. That's they true. Don't, they don't make it to the top of the charts anywhere, but you can you can play a modern FMV game. You look hard enough. Yeah. And would, and would we even have something as wonderful as this here? Spice! Without FMV in your video games. Spice! <laughs> All right. Well done. That was great, as usual. Uh, time for a little bit of news we didn't talk about. <laughs> Some quick stuff. We have a little bit of closure to our Unity drama discussion a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago now. John Riccatello, former EA uh, CEO, now Unity CEO, and the guy behind the horrible changes nobody liked, uh, has resigned immediately from his post at Unity. He is gone. That is the end of that. He's basically pushed out uh, from this job. Yeah. And probably should have been. I think between him and... I 
Bobby Kotick, they're kind of, you know, finish the, line bad guys. Does this change anything? I don't know. Like, uh, but uh, of course, like, what else do you do if you're unity? What, what else do you do at this point to try and save face? You know, this is, uh, we kind of saw the writing on the wall for this when blizzard went through their stuff. And, uh, what's his name was out. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, not more high. Uh, um, I can't think of his uh, name now. Not at him. Jay Allen Brack. Jay Allen Brack. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. When, when he was out, we all kind of saw it coming, even though he wasn't specifically named as, as anything like, but you have to make it look like you're doing something. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think he should be out. I'm not going to try and make an argument that, you know, he should be in, but at the same time, you know, he's, I doubt this was his, his baby, John Riccatello came in one day and went, here's what we're doing. And everyone went, no, John, no, mm-hmm. don't do it. You can't. And he was like, ah, I'm John Riccatello. I do what I want. Yeah. Uh, and he did it like, but he's going to be the fall guy for it. So that's, you know, is it, Riccatello I don't think or is it Riccatello. It's Riccatello. It's Riccatello. It is definitely not Riccatello. <laughs> What's the iceberg well, on pronouncing his last name? I think this is one of those where American white people say Riccatello, but if you go underwater, there's something else. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like there's a few eyes we're not pronouncing. You might be right. Who knows? Riccatello. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, he asked him. Maybe that's where his vengeance on the industry came from. He's like, they're gonna call me Riccatello. I'll show them. Uh, check this out. I just, just for the heck of it, I thought I'd look at the, uh, the J Allen Brack LinkedIn. I was curious where he's at because I haven't really heard. Um, after a good search, I'm excited to announce that I will be chief of the engineering variety at magic soup games. What is this? This is J Allen Brack. What is, what is magic soup games? Hold on. Magic soup games. So the former head of Blizzard Entertainment is now with Magic Soup, and they make what? Okay, here we go. We create massive games that make you feel good. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what's not magic is that picture of soup. Yeah, that's uh, that is that is soup I don't want to eat. Yeah, if oh, you I eat, don't know. You're being look at that soup. Bro. I'm not being mean. If somebody put that in front of you, I don't know. I'm not saying don't buy their video games. I'm saying I mean, if somebody that. put that in front of me, I would not eat it. <laughs> I, I would go. Oh, that. you know, it was crazy. I got trapped in traffic and I ate on the it's way cool. over. It, lo- it looks like paint, but it's food. Yeah. <laughs> Is it food or is it paint? And if you have to ask yourself that question, you don't eat it. I put some trust that someone wouldn't at magic soup wouldn't feed me poison. Why? Who at magic soup do you trust? Chef Jen, Chef Jay, and Chef John. I think (laughs) Chef Jay is Jay Allen Brack, I think. Pretty sure. Let me click it. Oh, I don't know. There's links to LinkedIn. Oh, no, it's Jen O'Neill. LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, Jen O'Neill. Jen O'Neill from uh, Vicarious Visions and uh, shortest CEO, co-CEO ever. <laughs> oh, this is where she ended up. I didn't know that. Who's John then? I Let's thought see. I heard something like that. And look, in all their LinkedIn profiles, John they're Donham. wearing chef. They're actually like on theme. Well, except oh, John, you're slacking. He's got a normal shirt on. But I know Jennifer and Jay Allen have chef jackets on. They look like they're contestants on Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Hey. He was. Um. He was with. 
Blizzard for a few years as chief of staff of VP special projects and then Amazon Prime Gaming, director of game growth and crown channel, whatever that is. Yeah, look at that. They got a lot of great folks. Na- Naomi MacArthur is on the team. It's another startup, though. There's no projects in the works. There's no games listed. So, Yeah, I guess that's yeah, another I- Dreamhaven style deal. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Again, I'm not trying to insult the quality. I'm just saying that soup doesn't look yummy. I wouldn't eat the okay. soup either. I wouldn't mind zooming into it and playing within it as a well, video game. They're already getting gamer feedback and they haven't even released a game yet. <laughs> 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 we're, we're pleased to announce a game company. Your game, your, your soup looks like shit. <laughs> That's it's funny. Like we love making games for you guys. That is funny. Get wrecked, son. Your game is not, your, your soup is terrible. Uh, speaking of Blizzard, second Diablo 4 Season 2 stream uh, is mostly another win. People are pretty happy with this fireside chat thing they did. Is it a fireside chat? What do they call that? Whatever it is. Um, they reveal five-point plan to overhaul Diablo 4's uniques. It's uh, the resistances in the game, which currently are a total joke, and more uh, for Season 2. Um, it all seems fine from what I read and saw. Um, John, you I and I were talking pre-show. Did, did any of this drive you to go, oh, I'm definitely going to play Diablo 4 again? Uh, it gave me hope that I might get there eventually. Mm. Like, um, they identifying that uniques are not exciting is definitely a big, a big issue. I mean, you know, you, one of the things I liked and, you know, full disclaimer, I'm not an ARPG gamer. I don't even know what that means and I don't care to know. I'm a filthy casual and I'm happy to rut around in my own filth down here. It's fine. Sure. Um, what I know is that in a game that's about getting loot, I should be excited when I get loot. And right now in Diablo 4, I very rarely am ever excited to get loot. It pops up and I recognize, oh, a unique, cool. And then nine times out of ten, I go, oh, this is not great. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'm interested in this. Yeah. And so identifying that as a pain point for the game, I think, is a big step because that's one of the things that I liked and talked a lot about with Diablo 3. My favorite thing about Diablo 3's loop is that it you take your character, you go, this is the character I want to be, and then you chase after loot that turns you into a broken nightmare. Uh, that breaks all the rules that the game spent however many levels telling you these were the rules of the game. You know, like yeah. you go through the leveling experience being told like, oh, you get a, you get a zombie dog, like enjoy. And then you get to end game and you get gear and it's like you get 30 zombie dogs. Congratulations, you've broken the video game. Like that's fun. That's exciting. And seeing them finally kind of acknowledge that that's the direction that Diablo 4 is needing to head into is making cool unique pieces of gear actually interesting is really good i still think that they have uh i still think they have a tooltip issue i did tweet about this despite the fact that again i think most of this stuff sounds really really good for them um but they started talking about like bonus synergy and like Mm. wanting to stack synergy of gear types and like well you're gonna build up your ultimate synergy so that if you use ultimate skills it's gonna build up a bonus and like the tooltip for it is like a small novel (laughs) nobody wants that you have got to find a way with your gear and your items to convey how strong someone's getting shorthand Nobody should have to read through the shards of Night City 
to find out if a piece of gear is interesting. And some of the things they're doing in that regard is good. So, like, originally in Diablo 4, stats were randomized, like how they would appear on a piece of gear. So you might have a piece of gear that just for simplicity's sake shows strength, dex, int, crit. And then another piece of gear that shows crit, int, strength, dex. And it's like, why is the order different? That makes it so hard to compare gear that it's not in a set logical order um, from one piece to another. So they're fixing stuff like that, but then they add other things where it's like, okay, now you got to grasp your mind around this math for gear or damage type synergies and stuff like that. It's just too much. You got to find an easier way. There's got to be a better way because nobody wants to read that novel. I didn't review the buckets part. I only watched a little bit of the fireside chat. They are simplifying resistances, which is yes, that they are. They need to. Um, So like, you know, there's a soft, soft or hard cap at 70. And then the amount of resistance you get is the amount your damage is being reduced full stop. So that's kind of nice. I'm having flashbacks 2013 or 2012 flashbacks a little bit because the biggest problem with Diablo three at the time was again, itemization issues and it didn't feel good to get certain loot because of the way they arranged things with the store and everything else. And they fixed all that with the expansion and the 2.0 stuff. But it does feel like they're just repeating history in a weird way. You know, it's like, well, gotta- it, this, it, it might come, come from business decisions. I'm betting mm-hmm. like big games getting launched and they want things to be a certain way. Cause it'll drive engagement or whatever. And then it doesn't work. And then the developers have to, I'm assuming they know this in advance, but have to do what they're told. <laughs> and then they end up fixing the game long-term. Yeah. I, yeah. I assume at this point, cause it keeps happening. Cause you get all your initial sales, which pushes whatever you get on the cosmetics. Like there's, there's a plan there. And then once that yeah. plan is expended, you know, I'm not conspiratorial about this stuff, but you know, I could see them saying, all right, phase two, just like we planned, we, we start talking about what we're fixing. We're listening, you know, all that stuff. I think like there's, um, what is it? There's a there's a there's a tension between being withholding and giving people a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. So they want people to play every season. And they want to maximize their battle pass sales. I mean, that's of course they the do. business end game here. Otherwise, why would they keep releasing X packs and seasons? Right. So if it's too easy to get, everyone gets bored and goes away. If it's too hard to get, everyone, everyone gets bored and goes away. Too hard and goes away. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I feel, and I, it, this all influences just overall game design. Like, is it fun? And mm-hmm. it's like, like John says, it's fun to get shit, have stuff to experiment with, to not know what's around the corner for it not to be boring. It's just, it's, I think it's going to take some time to get there. I think it's probably a small miracle on the people who worked on the game that it launched in as good of state as it did, because... I think it launched probably unfinished, at least <laughs> compared to maybe where the original plan was for it to be at launch. Cause like I said, 50, I've said this 50 to a hundred, like the end game is pretty, pretty Spartan in terms of activities. Yeah. If you were just like, we're going to take three and make it better. I'm like slightly worse than three right now, but mm. we're at the start of the life cycle. So I could see it getting pretty good by the time we're two expansions deep. Yep. I hope so too. So I don't, I'm curious. I think I might dip my toe in October 17th is the date that the patch goes live Tuesday. I may dip my toe in unless the season thing, which is like, it's all about vampires feels pretty special. I'm still a little skeptical about how 
interesting it's going to be still at this stage, even though the changes are good, but we'll see. Yeah. You played so much of it, it's probably a little daunting, right? I just, I don't know. I mean, I'll have more time to do it, so maybe, (laughs) you know, like um, my situation may change, but if you're a working person, the one thing I liked about having the full-time job is I could relate to a lot of people who listen who also work and have limited time. Yeah. You know, it's like if you're a working person or just have family obligation, stuff like that, it's not practical. Even with a 40% reduction in time to get to level 100, Yeah, I'm still thinking, so instead of three weeks or four <laughs> weeks for some people, it's two weeks, it still seems like you're you're missing out on a lot of other games because you like this game that much. Yeah, this isn't 2001 or even 12 where there was there's just less competition. In a year like this, like how are you even a new game this year? It's so weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it needs to do. I think out of all the stuff that came out, the way they did Nightmare Dungeons was a little disappointing. Mm. They're good, but they're very um they're one floor. I, when I, I okay, so this is a thing. I think this is the problem with a lot of games. I appreciate varied environments, but sometimes when I think of a dungeon, I want like a ten level, fifty. Like I'm going deep into no, a dungeon. Right? I would have never expected that this was Bo's philosophy <laughs> on dungeons. I want like right ten now. to oh, fifty yeah. levels. Like, I want to go crazy. Deep, yeah. I want to go deep into a dungeon, like to a point of no return, where like there's as much horror behind me as there is in front of me, and the only way out is to face the evil at the bottom. So when they were kind of like going hard on the dungeon marketing, like these are going to be crazy dungeons. I'm like, they're like the most uncraziest dungeon. Like the, the art's great. And yeah. it's fun to play Diablo, but I'm like a real, this could be just TSR days, Dungeons and Dragons thinking, you know, but like mega dungeons to me have like at minimum five floors. Well, <laughs> run them for have one year of your life or you don't run them at all. That's <laughs> Bo's policy. Well, like the Diablo, previous Diablo. No, Diablo one was that. That's where yeah, it no, was. No, I, I, I'm poking a little fun at the there will be dungeons thing, but like I, I get where mm. you're coming from. Like, yeah, I know. I make super dungeons. Yeah, I know. Def- Hell yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You've never, I don't know that you've ever made a simple dungeon for D&D. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't played with you that long, but I make adult dungeons. Thank yeah. you. You make adult <laughs> not kids dungeons. <laughs> you make dungeons for big grown-ups. Is what you do. He yeah, makes I make, I make grown-up floors, dungeons. and then he starts to go live and goes, "Wait a minute, where's their bathrooms?" And yeah. goes back to the drawing board. Yep, crash. Uh, start over. We had a dungeon with the McDonald's in it. Everyone, that's true. You didn't we did. listen to the show. You missed out. That was a great. I'd go back. There's a year's worth of episodes where we are in that dungeon. Yep. Like, you can Which check one? Check it out. Whatever what? You want. Uh, not Carvalon. Was it year in Carvalon? No. We spent from the time we started our assault on the Lizard City to the time we got hit by the beam over a year of game yep, time. Like oh, oh, yeah, like a year. And okay, it was Carvalon or the center for, well, underneath Carvalon was the center for human demon interdisciplinary studies. Or right. Yeah. Says, yeah, yeah. Right. That was a long one. That was really fun. It was, it was a bit of a long one. It's true. It was fun. <laughs> it's a bit of a long one. <laughs> it just it didn't we're, feel that long. Ju- I was like, this is a pretty small dungeon. But then you play and you're like, yeah, okay, maybe it was, it's. I feel like here. the Fergusons, the Fergusons had two children or something during that time or something. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Caravalon babies, we call them. It was yeah, a big a lot, a lot changed in Caravalon in our lives. Literally every major life event we experienced happened while we were Kinda, in Kind of, yeah, that was a busy year. 
Uh, we have some other news about Sony. Sony has unveiled, as predicted, a smaller redesigned PS5 Slim model edition of their devices. Uh, the, the digital edition is going up by 50 bucks as well, which I don't love that. Um, price increases kind of suck. But anyway, they are revamping the look of it. it. They basically just look shrunk and smaller. They have a cool little line through it now, which is partly practical for expansion reasons, but also this has this cool line down the side. Uh, let's see. It's a... Oh, oh wait, so Go ahead. Do you see the accessibility controller for PlayStation? Uh, I've not seen it yet. No, I don't think I have. I've seen that Microsoft one, but I haven't seen whatever Sony was doing for accessibility. Is it in? Is it part of this announcement? I don't think it was. No, that's why I mentioned it because it, it was news like fresh today. Oh, let's see this. And I meant to add it, but I got sidetracked. Uh, completely unrelated. But I just thought it was cool, like to give a shout out to. You know, we make things one way, and everyone's got to use it. And I'm like, oh, it, uh, it looked. It looked like I wouldn't use it, but somebody would appreciate it. You know, like I'm like, yeah. I don't know how that I play this, but I could see. Uh, I got a link to. Uh, I think that's awesome. I, We've talked about the Microsoft one because they've had it around longer, but it they're both, you know, efforts to make oh, games Microsoft more accessible. I never even. Oh yeah, there's looks like a couple of drum pads. Have you seen this thing? Here, where is this? Hold on. Um, let's see, Xbox accessible controller. Or spell it horribly like I did. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, I can't find it. Oh, adaptive yeah. controller. Is that the one? Oh, the, um, yeah, there it is. So it almost looks like a oh, drum so. machine. Oh, okay. Um, it, but, it's, but it's meant for, you know, people with disabilities. They want to make more accessibility options for more and more people. I think it's great. Um, oh, I did see this. Okay. This yeah, and it has a lot of, of different... Like yeah. I guess the fun part is that it's highly moddable. It's not just like, oh, here's a controller, but here's a bunch of different buttons and knobs you can plug in. I'm yeah. like, it's kind of like a DIY controller. Yeah, and it's not price and bad. hundred bucks for this thing, which is I think fair for a device like this. Eighty dollars for the Regos. So I mean, yeah, it's just twenty dollar premium. It's not that bad. Yeah, you can use mice with it. You can use these all these like you said buttons and other switches and stuff. Okay, People- so I didn't. Re- okay, I, I guess I forgot. I was about to just praise PlayStation for having it, but. No, I'm I glad Sony is, though. Better. Like, the two major console device makers being this into that, I think, is a really great thing. Like, they look cool enough where if you had, like, the right game, like, a not necessarily a driving game, but, you know, if there was the right game, you'd just get it because it was cool for a game mm-hmm. of a specific type, too. Like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Is it called but, the Access Controller? Is that what they call it? Uh, yeah, access controller. I linked it in the Discord too. The, the the PlayStation one looks wild, but it also has adaptability. Oh yeah, as well, look at that thing! Nutty. It looks like a a, a PlayStation controller pizza. <laughs> That's wild! Look at this. It is like, isn't it kind of like oh weird? But like, like I mean, I assume know. they're just they're showing the modularness of it by having all that shit yeah. spin around it. It um, has the joystick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think things actually orbit it. no no that'd be cool but no uh but the idea is that it's the circular design means you can kind of rotate it well they even say 360 degrees the sticks are invertible you got they can pull out you can put little buttons and change the keys on them and then you can plug shit in yeah that's super cool that's cool does my heart good that more people are doing this i mean you want an instant cry you know go look up videos of parents you know building special controllers for their kids and their kids getting to play 
Zelda for the first time and stuff like that. Yeah, like, it's a it huge deal. Does my heart good in seeing the companies do the work instead of the parents learning electronic design? Yeah, everybody else modding it, it is real nice. But it's just, like, you know, you don't think about it because if somebody hands you a controller like the one I'm holding right here and you go, okay, I'm in. And you just kind of assume, yeah, everybody uses this. This is simple. Look at all this. This is easy. Look at my thumbs. And then you realize, nah, there are people with conditions where they can't go near with this thing. This is a nightmare for them. Yeah. So I love it. The PlayStation great. one looks kind of cracked at like the Xbox one looks like if I didn't know much about accessibility and had to make a controller, it's what I make like sort of ignorant. Like it's a box with giant buttons. Yeah. It's very much Microsoft the, solution. The, the PlayStation one looks like we did a lot of research and actually this is the best design. Cause I would never think to do a controller like that off the top of my head. Like, yeah, it doesn't look accessible, but I can see how it could be. Like I'm, I, I, it's interesting. I'm mm-hmm. curious to you know to know if you had accessibility issues, which of the controllers seems more appealing to you? I suppose is my question. Yeah, that'll be. I guess it depends also which console you have. But there's a lot of reasons. No, I, like I know, both. but just in a vacuum, I don't like. I say you don't own either console. Now you have accessibility controllers. Mm. Which console looks more appealing based on the controller? Oh, because I see. if you can't control the game, you don't want the consoles there's no point. Yeah. So if you were to look at both, you know, which one they both have plugins for adaptable things, but just the design of the PlayStation one seems like it's pretty wild. It's a little wild, but maybe it's not wild. Maybe, maybe it's great. No, we're like, whoa, that's the good one, you know. Yeah, I need so. what would probably happen is you'll get some reviews come out from accessibility reviewers who specifically mm-hmm. are going to put these through the paces the way that they would, because we don't know how they do it. Yeah. And yeah. um, and then and then we'll have a whole other console war on our hands. Now we're all fighting about who has the better accessibility controller, but mm-hmm. I think it's well, great I mean, that they're that, both doing it, you know? Yeah. It's great. I was, before I remembered, before you reminded me that Xbox had it, I thought they were the only ones doing it. But I was like, wow, it's a big one for PlayStation. Yeah, it'd be a big, big win. If anything, they're a little late, but it's still cool. I'm glad they're doing it. All right, PC gaming, what are you doing? Well, does yeah. Nintendo have one yet? No, I don't think so. Um, they may get feel, on it, Nintendo. Yeah, maybe Try they feel the sue pressure anybody now. while they're building it for you. Nintendo accessibility controller. Let's just see. Do they have something? And we just forgot that they did it. Oh, Hori has a third party option. Corey. Um. Hori, <laughs> not Corey. Hori. H o r i. Just the way Bo said it, like he knew the guy. Like, yeah, I know him. Like Corey from <laughs> uh, Corey from Corey? Trailer Park Boys or something. That's weird. I just I mean, put I found, you a link. Yeah, I found the third party one at Pretorian UK. Pretorian UK. Yeah, the Hori, the Hori one I put in chat is uh, another example. It's it's it looks like the approach is more closely yeah, tied to Microsoft, a little more flat design but accessibility stuff plugged into it lots of ports on it lots of yeah, that one's real wild in terms of how many giant buttons you can yeah and nintendo's yeah. like you guys make it we're not making one huh. we're making pikmin okay don't put mario on it we'll come after yeah you jerks um okay oh i never told you the price in the u.s you will pay for a playstation 5 with the ultra hd blu-ray drive disc included for 499.99 you could also buy the digital edition, which is four bucks, forty bucks more than it used to be, or fifty. <laughs> PS5 digital edition, which doesn't include the drive. However, you can buy the drive separately now and attach it to the one that is digital only. If you decide to do that, 
Other good news is this is a, a giga or excuse me a terabyte drive instead of the 850 or whatever it was for the pre, for the uh, OG. So a little more disk space and oh two USB C ports on the front that weren't there before. So I want to live in a world where there's a four dollar difference between the with <laughs> drive and without drive. For some reason that's just a great amount of money difference. Well, you can get it with a Blu-ray driver for four dollars less. You can get it without. It's like uh, cowboy times is when that was yeah. a deal. You want to buy <laughs> the this most horse? Negligible <laughs> amount of money. Yeah, it really is. Eh, for four dollars. Especially today, four dollars is oh yeah no four bucks is Starbucks coffees that cost more than the drive. <laughs> I'm not even sure you can buy anything for under four in Starbucks. Anything like a pastry? Yeah, right? drip coffee. Well, in the states, maybe not. You guys, have, it's expensive there. You can get a drip coffee under four bucks. Is it all Tim? Tim? What's it called? Tim Conway? I know no. Starbucks like drip co- drip coffee, like not the fancy one, right? The, the in, just just a normal bin. normal ass coffee. But what's the play? Tim yeah. Hortons. That's what I was thinking of. Do they still? Good people like Tim Hortons up there. Tim Hortons has never been good. Sorry, Canadian <laughs> listeners. Tim, oh, Hortons, Tim Hortons is patriotic swill. People just like it because it's you know from Canada made and whatever. But you probably don't like poutine either. Now I'll drink it. It's not. It's not that bad. <laughs> but it's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rank it highly. It's like the acceptable. Do you like poutine? Franchises. Do you like poutine? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, way too much. Do you like yeah. um, Mike Myers, the comedian actor Mike Myers? Um, yeah. He's, he's Canadian. Sure. Okay. Do you I like Michael Myers, the horror icon? <laughs> I've never seen a Halloween film. Oh, you should change that. They're fun. It's just, like, honestly, I always look at, my, like, you know, when you're looking at slasher films, you're like, Jason, cool. Freddy Krueger, cool. I look at Michael Myers, and I'm like, What's the appeal? Looks like shit. Wow. <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> it's, it's like no effort mask. It's just white. I'm like, well, you know what that scary. mask is? That mask is a bleached William Shatner mask from Star Trek, the original series. <laughs> yeah. They cut the eyes out of a William Shatner mask. Yeah, which is great because I saw a meme yesterday that said uh, September 30th, whatever the last day of September was. Was it 31st? I don't know. But it's like September 30th. And then it's a picture of Captain Kirk just kind of sitting there staring. October 1st, and then hmm. it's the Mike Myers mask because it's basically <laughs> Shatner, but we're going into Halloween. You guys that get makes sense. Joke. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love it. It turns Never out William Halloween. Shatner coming after you is kind of scary. Yeah, plus like, Shatner's also from Canada, so we've come full circle here. Yeah, he's Well a done, Canuck. everyone. Uh, finally, Quest 3 comes out next week. Uh, that's the official launch. Pre-orders have been going on for a while. Reviews have been pretty good. Uh, Bo, you don't have one yet, but you're probably going to, you think? Pretty sure might even be this time next week. We're talking on core. Mm. I'll have the quest three reviews are kind of saying it's like pretty incremental from a quest two. And as an entry point, I've seen like, you might as well just get a quest two. It's cheaper. If it's your first foray, that IGN review was off the chain. They loved it. Yeah. I think the issue with the quest is not the hardware at this point. It's software. Yeah. I think I think I can't remember it was PC gamer. I can't remember where it was I read it, but it's like how many sword slicing games can I play? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. I've said this already. I like we need sit down. Just because you have motion controllers and you can do really cool things in VR doesn't mean you can't actually put a traditional controller in someone's hand and have them just chill out and play a game in 3D. Preach That's it. fun too. Preach it. Um, Agreed. I'd like to point everyone to uh, actually, because I keep meaning to, meaning to bring this up on things I played and never do. So while I think of it, 
on Steam, there's a software called 3D Send VR. All right. Uh, I'm, please look it up, Scott, so you can show the chat. Send right. VR? Uh, How do you say it? Yes, yeah, 3D okay. Send, S-E-N, VR, all one word, 3D Send VR. VR. All right, I'm going to find it. And this is a NES, simul- NES emulator for your VR headset. Oh, so you got like a little TV. It's kind of janky in that it relies a lot on the community to make, um, it only works on certain ROMs, but it 3D, essentially what it does is it 3Difies NES games. So you sit with your controller and play it in the headset. Weird. It's, It's weird and like not the best experience, but. It's just an example of like we. You're always thinking like it has to be a 3D immersive. You got to feel like your your <laughs> your beard's blowing up in your eyeballs, kind of thing, or something like that, you know. And it's like actually you can just take like 2D experiences. Like Moss, I think, is a game franchise. I haven't played it, but it's just like a platformer in 3D, right? You don't right. have to. You feel yeah. like you're looking down on a almost like a diorama of I stuff. I don't want to pick up a hundred ammo packs, yeah. my poor knees. You know what I mean? Like right, right. the whole like standing up immersiveness is cool, but actually we just need to sit down and chill, but leverage subtly the strength of VR AR. And or even um, just experiment more. Like that's the yeah. whole thing. Like whenever I poo-poo it, which I do a lot. Like everybody reminds me, like it's experimental. They're figuring it out. This is the wild west of VR. And like from the outside looking in, the Wild West of VR is a race to see who can do the best hand gesture to reload a gun. And that's so boring to me. It's like, no. come on, guys, do interesting things. Like this is interesting. Like the, the, I have no doubt that there's an abundance of like interesting things out there if you look. But again, like when I get into VR, I want it to be. I'm not looking to be cutting edge. I don't need to be in the wild west of VR. I'm I'll see VR when it's finished. (laughs) This looks crazy. I want the final product. Seeing this gives me hope that maybe we might get to a final product because like this is somebody experimenting with stuff. And that's cool. And that, that gets me way more excited than look how good our reload animation is on a shotgun. You have to put shells in the gun. Like whoopty shit. (laughs) Somebody did that once. We don't need 300 other people to do the same thing. Yeah, People are still just trying to to understand the language of VR. It's, you know, they're, they're experimenting. That's what appealed to me to this, the game they're demonstrating from the trailer watching. I don't know it, but like I've played Mega Man, Ninja Gaiden in 3d. It produces that 3d weird effect to the game. It's not the best, but it's like, you know, like you guys said, it's a, different application. I can sit there with my controller and just play a NES game, but experience it in a different way. It's kind of really novel looking. I like that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, uh, back on the quest three thing, it's like, it just needs apps and just, it needs those exciting apps, but it needs like good sitting stuff too. Um, you know, I've found there's a good, uh, there's some good concert apps now. I know, people like my recommendations so i'll just toss them out really quickly too mm-hmm. uh amaze vr mm-hmm. is okay but mm-hmm. it has a great zara zara larson i guess she's like a camera country she's from a european pop star <laughs> a good concert okay. like she's from norway or sweden or something i just i don't want to get it wrong one of those three countries that are cold um <laughs> so scandinavian, <laughs> a scandinavian country is what you're saying somewhere in scandinavia I don't want to offend anybody, but it's from one of the three cold countries. (laughs) Well, I guess I could just look it up and be a good... (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's probably not three. It's probably four because I probably left it. It probably is four, or probably more than that. I think fine. a lot of people uh, think the country you're Swedish. in is a cold country. Yeah, you're, Did you're you in one of them. You? Cold, cold European country. Oh, oh. She's I mean, I'll just <laughs> figure. Right, it says, it. Wikipedia says she's Swedish, so that makes Swedish sense. pop star. The concert's pretty good. Um, Venta X. These are on App Lab, so you have to search for them. Uh, has good K-pop concerts, 8K, both an 8K high definition video. It's great. We need more of that too, please. Like just anything more, more cool to watch and do in 3D. It would be great. Yeah, the interface is underutilized right now. So you know, but the, I think the problem is, is like Oculus has taken the leadership as well. I, I see that the front runner right now. Um, you know, so I don't with the way Valve does products. I'm not exactly holding my breath for a new index, especially at retail, good retail price. So they're taking I mean, leadership on flooding the market with their products. Index two, everyone. index two is still really expensive. You're thinking maybe like an untethered or tetherable, but still untethered, like uh, equivalent for under five hundred or something from Valve. Yeah, that'd like be, anything, anything sub a thousand, even right. Like Apple's great. going, like you know, I don't know what that's going to look like. It's kind of, and I'm not a good market analyst, but. You know, I'm assuming you're not going to have one of those in every household. Oculus is always read to me to making the play, like, because Facebook's everywhere. They're trying to get their headset. I, I assume that's Zuckerberg's agenda. Everyone gets a headset and everyone, you know, has a telephone in their house. Everyone has a cell phone. If everyone has a VR headset, you control a really big market so that when something comes along, you stand to profit quite a lot because right. they're in the house, right? Yeah. So I always felt that's the strategy. It's just... I think a lot of times it's not the manufacturers that are making the product. Like Nintendo's kind of an example of they make the games that are also good on their console, but does Microsoft make the best games on Xbox? I guess Sony makes the best games on PlayStation probably, yeah. but they're not the only ones. You know, they have partners, they have other developers. Sure. I know Oculus is backing projects because you'll see Oculus stuff there, but it hasn't gotten better than Half-Life Alex, <laughs> and maybe the Quest 3 is powerful enough to give to, to, to make an experience like that. I don't know. But. Yeah. Ironically, it would be Valve who would benefit most from a cheaper entry point because they have such a Steam ecosystem. And you could, in yeah. theory, install. You'd have Steam installed on that headset, and all your most of your games, certainly all your VR games, would just run untethered and run as well as it would on your PC. I think I think the headsets are expensive to manufacture, and I think that this is where Oculus is kicking themselves in their own nuts, giving us cheap stuff. Like, yeah, even at this new price, one hundred percent a yeah. loss leader for sure, right? Yeah. Like the even now, yeah, yeah. especially because they did all that pass through camera AR stuff with this version with three. Yeah, um, like I think even at the price point it's at, you're getting a really good deal on the hardware. Yeah, I'm very curious um, about it. If you end up with one, you know. I can't wait to talk about it. I'm pretty sure I got a gift card for my birthday. Um, so, you know, I've already knocked $100 off the price point. Nice. Um, so, yeah. It was Discount. My birthday. I did Bye. order. Uh, this probably means the third edition of this is coming, but Microsoft makes those Elite controllers. John, I think you have the OG one, the original. Yeah. Uh, it the, fell apart, but I, <laughs> I have it. Oh, fantastic. The two, Series 2 version of it. Uh <laughs> It was the current one, and Walmart had them on sale today for eighty bucks, normally one hundred and sixty or whatever. So I grabbed one. That's awesome. I know that's a good that's a good deal. It seems I, like a I'm good sure deal. They fixed whatever the problem is. Sure well, it probably means fall apart like mine did. It probably means some third awesome ones coming like early next year, and they're trying to move them now. I don't know. 
I probably made a mistake. I have no idea. But I like yeah. a nice tight. You go, you go through controllers, you know? Like, yeah. It's the thing. It's part of what we do. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. We'll talk more about it next week when I get it. Um, okay. Well, that's all the news she wrote. We got to do some voicemails here. That's a good question. So check this out. We got a couple of voicemails. And uh, we're going to start with this one. This is more about Star Citizen. This is someone who's actually playing it. Okay. And they have these thoughts. Uh, this is not them coming at us or anything. This is actually some pretty good info. So here's that call. Hey, Corey. This is David from Florida. Love listening to your show. Love all you guys. Listen to it every Friday at work. So you guys were talking about Star Citizen, and the game is fun. You will lose your ship a lot. You will die a lot, and you lose your items on death. So that's kind of annoying. You have to buy suits every time you get a star suit. But anyway, um, if you guys do decide to get it and try it out, go with the cheapest option. The, probably the $45 Aurora, I think it is, um, because you can buy the UX, the, the money, um, on <laughs> Etsy, and you can buy like 2 million credits for probably 15 bucks. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a good game. Um, I hope it comes out. It's really fun, but in terms of content, there is a lot of flying you can do and a lot of dying. Um, missions, not so much. I mean, some people have their fun with it, but that wasn't one of the things I liked. I, I just liked flying my ship and crashing and stuff. Anyway, uh, love the show. Sorry about the long message. Have a good one. It's a lot of flying and dying. I like that. I, I like. I, lo- I just like flying my ship and crashing into stuff. That's all we hey, got there here, go. folks. There you go. <laughs> That's all, folks. Right. Hey, you know what? No shame on people enjoying what they enjoy. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. No, it's I fine. just a funny you... way to describe a game. That's all. <laughs> I, I just like flying my ship yeah. and crashing into stuff. This is how my son played video games for most of his childhood. Hey, whatever the game was, run off the cliff, slam into the wall. Break well, something. the apple doesn't far fall far from the tree. I've seen your just cause clips. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. <laughs> Freaking just cause was awesome that way. I love that yeah. game. I wish those were better now. Four was kind of a disappointment. Anyway, I guess there's not there, there isn't a new just cause. That's kind of crazy. Well, it's That's these. Cool. So it's the Rage Two devs. It's the same people did Mag, Max oh. Game and Rage Two, and I think they're now under the Microsoft umbrella. I think, but they're supposedly working on a. Well, that can't be because they're doing it for WB. Anyway, supposedly there's a new uh, Mad Max follow-up getting made because that game oh. got more and more popular over time. It didn't sell extremely well at the time, but people discovered it as they went. Um, I was Often on sale for $5. There's yeah. always a big push for that game. Yeah, that game rocks. It's so good. And it looks amazing. 2015. bring Liam back. There's some beautiful games in 2015. That was one of them. It is. It looked better than any a lot of other stuff out there. Yes, it was desolate, and yes, it was meant to look dirty and gross, but it was beautiful. Like the photo mode in that thing alone was whoa. It was really nice. Anyway, we'll see well, what they I do. I just next. want to say to this listener, thank you for uh, spilling the beans on the Etsy hack for the game. Apparent, I guess the in-game currency trading can happen. I didn't know Etsy. Etsy did that. Did you guys know that? You can you do- buy Etsy wow gold does on Etsy? a lot of Etsy does a lot of shady business. Are you saying like, Etsy, are you saying Etsy what? Really? I thought Etsy was for like Etsy, well, here's crafts. here's why because a lot of not savvy adults, the kids the kids, the kids, they ask like, "Okay, but can I go on Etsy?" and to a lot of adults like, "Oh, Etsy's that craft website." Right. I don't have to worry about anything on there. Etsy's a friggin' cesspool, man. You John, can find some rough you. stuff on yeah. Etsy. I'm not saying that like it's the Moss Eisley Cantina of the internet, but it is not. It is not so 
you know, thread and needle craft store that you think it is. Like it I, I is got, a backdoor to many things. Yeah. I gotta interrupt you. Click the link in Discord. Uh oh. What is this? There's a maker on here <gasps> for seventeen thousand five hundred ninety nine dollars Canadian. You can get a life size Optimus Prime, and I bet you if you reach out and ask, they'll make you a shockwave. Holy, yeah, John, do you have seventeen yeah, grand? What am Holy what am I going to pay him with? I don't have that money. It's funny. Like, I mean, I, I got a Ed- lot of new patrons, but not that many. Not that many. I never, Look I never go to Etsy, but like literally the for you page or whatever. As soon as I log in, is all Megatron and Optimus Prime. I don't know how it. I like know that it's in. in five people's baskets. Yeah, if I, <laughs> they yeah. have one left, and five people have it in their basket right now. It's like you know what? Any day now, I'm any minute. Trigger on this Optimus Prime. This is beautiful, though. Gosh, dang it is it. really cool. It is super, super cool. I want no this so bad. It's never going to happen. None of us have this cash, but no, I want to see him. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's really cool. It's the perfect. Uh, it's the perfect. I mix apologize of- to Amanda for putting the fear of your financial future. In jeopardy, <laughs> oh my gosh! She, if she sees this part of the show, I'm amazed. I'm not going to get a text saying, "Under no circumstances." <laughs> That's not a chance. You're going to be up all night with your eyes open, going like, "How could I possibly like?" planning a bank heist or something like how can i make this dream not a dream you know if i turn off the entrance music i can actually monetize frog that's right that's right oh my gosh a a topless uh sylvanas statue okay yeah john's right there is uh there's some stuff in here you know here's my psa for you all you parents out there that your kids are saying Hey, I want to go to Etsy and you think it's fine. It might not be fine. That might be a website you want to block. Yeah. This surprises me. Oh, it me. is topless too. It didn't t- oh, it was depends on which one you want. $2.11. Oh, that's for the STL. Do you print it yourself? Oh. Oh, um, oh my gosh. There oh, are, there's an area in here size. that I just realized is a thing and I'm. Now I'm embarrassed I went here. All right. I'm well, I'm surprised this. there's even... I, you know. I just got a text from my wife. It says, under no circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say no. That closes the door. Under yeah, what if we won the lottery? I got a lottery ticket last yeah. night. We didn't win, but you know, if we won the lottery, I could make it happen. The right yeah. search on this website produces Cyberpunk 2077 results. Twenty, uh, And I don't mean the... I don't mean video game results i mean some of the shit you see in that game uh certain stores <laughs> let's Cyberpunk say 2077 no just i'm just saying with the right search you can it'll look like one of those shops in japantown you know the ones you know the ones i yeah. mean yeah just oh you can get yourself a mr stud you can get yeah what's a mr stud do i want to know a Mr. Stud is an item in the game where you can prosthetically remove your genitalia and give yourself a robot penis it's not game? in the video game, but it's in the pen and paper or a vagina. Like you can just, you know, you can get yourself a new nose, yeah. chop off your nose or mouth in that game. Yeah. You can do that to your genitals in the cyberpunk universe. You can just chop it all off and get robot one. Do you remember the show me your genitals guy? That guy that used to do that video. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> Hold on. Show me. Nope. Your... <laughs> Let me see if I can find. I think I, I have remember a the video about the person that said choose. <laughs> And anyways, the, 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 I, I remember that the penis mod is called Mr. Stud. I can't remember what they call the... It's in the catalog in the pen and paper RPG, but... I can't find him. 
I will send I know, you the video. What later. I was going to do, if we ever played Cyberpunk, I shouldn't spoil it, but I don't know if we'll ever play pen and paper Cyberpunk, but I was going to have a guy who had, you know, the prosthesis, but instead of a, you know, penis or vagina, it would be like a hand, like the guy in The Mandalorian, but it would be, he'd have a third hand where a gun would pop out of the fly of his pants and go, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And like, you feel it, but like, we'd introduce it by feeling something metal rubbing up against your leg and you'd look down and you'd see like a metal hand coming out of the Like, I'm like, it'd be so awesome. I, I want to play Cyberpunk 2022 or 2027. I don't know. I don't know. Every time you just start describe some of the stuff you're capable of doing in that game, I'm like, do we really want to play yeah. that? Maybe we it do. won't last long. It's very lethal. You know that's true. People die yeah, real quick. The party would be dead within a within a it, like if you did like half the stuff you did a dungeon. Ash, yeah. like you'd definitely like start a gunfight. You know so quick. I'm sure. You know? So you've never heard this. I'm gonna play a little audio. This is amazing. Hold on. I might get dinged for this on YouTube. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. Gonna come after Women you. are stupid, and I don't respect them. That's right. Oh, so, I just um, have sex with them. Show me your you know, genitals. Your genitals. Yeah, I know this. Yeah, yeah, Show me your genitals. genitals. Yeah. That guy's a Canadian. Is he? That guy's from Montreal. Yeah, what's his <laughs> name? What's his name? Uh, John, uh, John Stephenbaker? No. Stephenbaker? Uh, what? <laughs> what's John his name? Stephenbaker. Uh, Lou, Lou Lamerd. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> That's not a real name, is it? Lou Lamaird? Uh, I'm going to write that one down. That's a good cyberpunk name. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> I am Lou Lamaird, and I'm about to give you your mission. <laughs> like a Ripper Doc name. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a great Ripper Doc name. Uh, we have one more John, call. Oh, yeah, it's John. John. Uh, John. Leguizamo. John um, Jagger. John. LaJoie. That's me. Oh, it's John, John LaJoie. Oh, show me your genitals. Your genitals. There's something about it. It's catchy yeah, and airworm. It's, it's Jean Lejoie. He's a Montreal guy. Genitalia. All right. He, he got an acting gig on that um, fantasy football TV show. Oh, really? That uh, Nick Kroll was in. And, oh, uh, yeah. He was in and, that? Uh, I'm crazy. I'm the crazy guy. I got curly hair and I yell all the time. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. But he had 30. Every, he, every guest appearance, I'm always like, why would you do that? I'm crazy. Have you met me? You know, like that guy. Well, this guy's video has 84 million views. I think he did pretty good with Show Me Your Genitals. All right. Uh, one more call we got here to play. Uh, this is from, uh, who's this from? Uh, I don't remember, but it's the way people talk and see uh, cyberpunk he wants to talk about. So here you go. Hello, Scott. Bo with an E-A-U-G-H and uh, John with one N. Kind of curious on cyber. Real quick. There is no G-H in your name. You <laughs> I thought he was going to misspell everybody's name, but then he got mine right. Yeah, you didn't I say guess. mine at all. And in your case, <laughs> he had a lot uh, the misspelling is always B O. Oh. I've never had somebody add more letters. That's a first for me. Yeah. So it's B E A. Basically turned it into throat singing at the back. <laughs> well, I think, well, no, I think a bow is like when the bow breaks. John, do that again. Did you just do a throat singing thing? Do that again. Bow. Oh my shit! You could do that if you wanted. You so could a bow. A bow is a thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of the dumbest, dumbest things we've ever talked about. All right. So that guy said your name wrong. Anyway, name. we'll let him continue. Here he is. 
Uh, maybe. Why won't it resume? I don't know. For Punk. Okay. I've been playing it basically for the first time since the 2.0 in Phantom Liberty. And I, I'm just wondering if it's me because you guys haven't mentioned it. The the dialogue is so stuttered. It's so shorthand. They don't say full, complete sentences. Specifically V and like Johnny Silverhand. Um, but some of the other characters too, they, they talk in such stuttered language. It's it's real immersion breaking for me, and it's it's almost making the game unplayable to me. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious if you guys have uh, a take on that. Whereas other characters, like I'm at this point sitting down here with Takamura uh, in the diner, he talks great, full sentences. You know, no problem there. But V is just like he's missing the noun or the the, the pronouns in most of the the sentences. And uh, anyway, just looking for your take. Thanks, bye. It's a it's a cyberpunk thing, right? That kind of like it, it, it. So I noticed it at first too, and what really underscored it for me is they do it in Edge Runners, and that solidified it for me because I noticed what he's talking about originally playing, and I noticed it in Edge Runners too. They don't say like, "Oh, I need, I need a, a cyber deck." You go, "Need a cyber deck? Got one?" And I'm just, I assume it's an aesthetic choice to like, because time is money, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's how they talk, but I like I like the idea. That he wants to live in a world where it's like, what do you want to do today, Jackie? Pish posh, V. I think perhaps we will have to go and uh, raid Arasaka Tower post haste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's, no, but he's not uh, right, to me, though, because we use the pronouns a little more than they do in that game. And it, maybe that's to me, the commentary. I, I never noticed it because for whatever reason, it just fits that universe so well. But as soon as you started talking about it, I started replaying it in my head. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it is really bad. It's and normally that is the sort of thing that I would pick up on and it would bug me. But for some reason, it fits that universe so well that it went right over my head. And until I started thinking about it, I didn't even notice it. Yeah, it's kind of that whole no press, uh, sick of already being here. You know, and they're not t- they're not saying they're not no addressing pressure. each other. Yeah, it's like a lot of weird <laughs> It's a lot of weird. I know, but it, when they're, even when they're speaking, it's just like need, need a vehicle. Got one for me, you know. Like mm-hmm. not you got one for me, like or you know, like it's it, they're dropping a very little amount, but it's noticeable. They just talk in like imperative, demanding, curt sentences. You're not crazy for noticing that. It's definitely a thing. I definitely noticed, I but want- it feels like the world to me, so it never bothered me. You know, I watched the well, it's because I think it's subtle, but it's definitely deliberate. It's happened enough. I've noticed just like him. And at first, I was like, What explains this? You know, and then I'm like, Once I saw it in the anime, I was like, Okay, this isn't just like somebody's terrible at English, like writing this because they are a Polish company. Yeah, maybe the localization got weird. It seemed deliberate because I'm pretty sure, even though they're it's a Polish company, it is pretty sure they're. English centric, like out of oh, all yeah. the languages, they're not like just developing in Polish and being like, yeah, yeah whatever. They're also huge, not now. Dyson Sphere program. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. It's not a mistranslation. It's intentional. <laughs> yeah. Although I, I will say the anime does do one thing that the game does not do, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm glad this does bug me, even though I do believe that there is a lore reason for it. Um, but in the anime, during phone conversations, they repeat words. So they'll say like, right, right. Be right over oh, uh, yeah. and stuff like that. And the idea is that because you're speaking, it's not really telepathically, but it's via, you know, mental brain hardware to make a phone call. You're <laughs> not, you're not stuff. sitting there going, 
Scott, let me tell you what's going. Like you're doing it with your. Pardon all the technical language, but they're using mental brainware. Yeah, yeah, mental brain powers. I don't. The thing is, I don't want to say telepathy, but it's kind of telepathy. Kinda like that. if you're just using your is brain e- to construct e- a telepathy? message, it's just shorthand, yeah. right? Just shorthand. At the end of the day, they're it's just saying. But the idea is that your brain gets distracted, repeats words. It's not a perfect system like oh, that's my that's ai voice it. pro maybe it's ai voice processing oh. like so. maybe you're not sending audio you're sending thought and then an ai voice generator in your voice oh that could preset be doing all the work for him. the recipient's head it's entirely possible um i will say that uh like when they do this with accents in like the expanse the belters i love the way the belters talk and there's a similarity to it like they're very abrupt with the way they use pronouns they're very uh strange sentences they end with words that make no sense only make sense to them oh i love that stuff but maybe that's because they accent it and also what's her name um uh uh, not brummer what's her name boomer naomi nagate no oh no you're talking about um Drummer. drummer drummer that's what i meant when she talks, I don't know her for oily drummer. <laughs> com- completely transfixed when she talks in that. In that What's her first name? Uh, her real name's Kara Gee, but her name in the thing is something. Kara Drummer, Kara, something like that. Kara Drummer. Yeah. Okay. I have the drummer. the game, and I still need to finish the last two episodes. But oh yeah, how many episodes are out? By there way? are, I think, all of them now. So I just got. Yeah, catch I think up. they're all done. I think it's done. It's out. Yep. Got to play. Although it. I do yeah. think this guy Tamina. answered his question Tamina. when Tamina. he said Takamura doesn't bother him because he speaks in complete sentences. I think that perfectly yeah. fits that character. And I think that's all you really need to know to know that this is an intentional choice with kind of the younger. Well, uh, the Arasaka, the, the Japanese, they're from Japan. Like they're not, right. they're not local to night city. Like the, even I'm sure the Arasaka's um, when you're watching them, one commit, what is it? Paternicide. Patricide. Paternicide would be paternity. That's when you you die when you leave for that's, that's the male leave. side word too, but Patrick okay, Pat Patrick side. <laughs> Patrick side. <laughs> Somebody tell Patrick Beja his name. SpongeBob's best friend. Amazing. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is <laughs> I think those guys also don't speak in Night City, for lack of a better way of putting it. It would be yeah. cool if you chose the Corpo origin story in the game, which I did the first run through. It'd be cool if V talked a little more like the Corpo folks do in the game, like the kind of yeah. upper echelon people. Be a lot of line rereads yeah. though, for yeah. that. <laughs> like every line, but we got to do a slightly corporate edge to it. And they do fake it up a little like she's kind of in a, what's the word when you're sort of in a place that you don't really belong? Um there's a fish out of that. water. Fish out of water. There you go. Except I guess in water in this case. But anyway, no, it's a, f- <laughs> no, you're, let's stay with fish out of water. Don't confuse the analogy anymore. You're like, but in this case, she's a fish in water, which is weird because we all know fish love they being love on water. Land they love it. All the time. <laughs> They're so into the water, man. Yeah. I was wrong to try to change that. Um, all right. Anyway, 
Uh, I think we've answered nice, that. Uh, nice voicemail. Yeah, if you guys want to send us voicemail, yeah. super easy. 801-471-0462. You can also text us there. It helps if you put core in your message. And if you want us to say your name, just sort of include that. We got no text this week? Uh, we have some, but, you know, two calls, probably plenty for now. We'll save Show's some for next time. I, just, yeah. I like hearing the, 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 your text sound effect, that's all. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, well, I, uh, let me tell you this. Uh, I do have a thing to play that is not me or anyone else talking. It's a robot. And here's the reason I did it. All right. <laughs> we got a shit ton of patrons this last week. And I don't know why. Holy Even today, smoke. today was an insane number of human beings. And I don't know what we did other than I know we make a Ride good show. in and say where you came from. Yeah. Just, just tell us what brought you here. What brought days. you, you here? Because we'd love to I know. I mean, we're happy to have you. Yeah. It's not, we're not ostracizing you, but there, suddenly there were a lot of people outside. We That's are right. curious why. That's right. So I'm going to play a little music. Let's get this going here. And I'm going to play these names. Now, normally I read like the six or seven names that joined us over the week. But this is big enough where I now have a 56.2 second patron read by a AI <laughs> British man. All right. So let's we're 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 fancying up the joint. Here are the people Scott, that joined us. If you us. want me to read names in a British accent, you don't have to give it to AI. That, I will do That's the true. Work. You would absolutely do it. And by the way, this is not a voice I borrowed from anybody. This isn't one I trained anyone on. This is an ethically sourced AI voice. <laughs> It was we made use from only nothing. Ethically sourced AI, farm fresh AI, farm fresh, uh, fed. What's the thing? Open range. No, that's a movie about Western things. A free this range. British person grew up in the fields. <laughs> of so here he is, naming off all you people this week. Open Makers Podcast. Jason Robbins, Swayze, John M. Henfey, Joel George Reddick, Hainopul, Roger French, Woodman Walker, Monaghan Sweet Shell, Chris Thibault, Rob Richard, Chris Latreya, John Hailstone, Zigbjorn Brader, Gabriel G. Silras, Geyer, Destin Flurry, Paulus, Engin Saglik, Frederick Peterson, Brandon, Andrew Percy, Liam Stanley, Ryan Howitt, Abdul Salam, Ari Nerd, Cave, Retro Dead Jack, Josh McFadden, Dickie Spears, Galen Slinkard, Dave Robinson, Jesse Allen, Sean Myers, Nono Kazander, The Gamer, Aaron Port, Jared Pendergast, Dylan Sisko, Robert Putnam, Glenn Phillips, Elsell, Robert Bond, Matt Ryder, John Boxer, Conman, Valentine, Preston, Broken One, UOR, Shane, Luke, Robinson, Brian B., Josh Haskins, DP, Zarg, Star Sapphire, Usagi Chan, Jeff Gather, Keith. Keith is our final dude. <laughs> Keith. Man, I love uh, some of these names, but we got to stop by. And in the like, middle oh. there somewhere, I just thought we were casting a spell. <laughs> yeah, you might want to put a little space between the names. Yeah, like, we need a bigger yeah. gap because it got real lost somewhere in the middle. Well, what was the what's the book in uh, Evil Dead called? Ne- not Necronomicon? Necronomicon. Necronomicon. It does feel like we are invoking some sort of dark energy by having it read like that. I mean, damn, who's called Star Sapphire Usa? I want that name. <laughs> That's, That's a pretty a good great name. name. It's a pretty good name. Um, but anyway, you guys, I don't know why. Con Man Valentine? That's a cyberpunk name. Hell yeah. I completely Don't worry, agree. you can trust Con Man Valentine. <laughs> but you guys are so, so nice. It's only been a week and we get all these names. It's just insane to me. So a huge thanks. You must enjoy no commercials, pre-show content, ho- monthly host shows, art in the mail. You must enjoy all these things. If you didn't, why would you join up? And you must really like the show and we really appreciate it. It pleases my heart that you like it that much, honestly, because the one thing I wanted to do even starting this is like make people feel as good as I did listening to podcasts. Yeah. And- 
I take that as a sign you're enjoying yourself. Yeah, it sure seems like it, right? So, uh, very grateful. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. And if you would like to know more and you'd like to join up and be a part of this group, patreon.com slash core show. That is going to do it for us. Now, before we go, we got this old lady in the back named Fast Grandma. And she takes the microphone and reminds everybody what we played this week so you quit bugging us during the week. So, Grandma, take it away. They haven't made me an AI yet. I'm still living, breathing evidence that I can read a list. You don't need a computer for me. Anyway, if you want to know what the boys played, they all sort of played cyberpunk. Bo didn't, but we put him on the list anyway, because don't exclude the Canadian. Scott also played Bang on Balls Chronicles. Yeah. Just let that roll around in your mouth a little bit. Yeah. He played sticky, <laughs> he played sticky business. Uh-huh. The above. He played Rage 2. And then he poked around a little with Assassin's Creed Mirage, a medieval, and for some reason, in his words, papers please. Uh-huh. John continued to play WWE 2K23, and then. He, uh, he played demos. He played a demo for Deep Rock Galactic Survivor and a demo for Robocop Rogue City. Yeah. And Bo played Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. <laughs> Were you searching for porn games, John and, or Scott, and just settled on... <laughs> on what? The games you played this no, week. No, I yeah, know it like, sounds like reason, it. It's like Scott's balls like on bangers. Balls. And All right. Balls, balls on, on bangers. bangers. Sticky business. Sticky, Sticky business. Sticky business. No, none of that is true. You were, you're just like, I can't find them. Oh, then well. he got mad. Rage 2. I was well, looking, found fun games. I was yeah. looking for sales, and that's where that's how I found them. <laughs> sales of highly uh, reviewed games. That's how I, I go. Uh, the porn stuff, whatever, it shows up once in a while, and I don't buy any of those, but Bo no, will. I just, I, but based on the title, it sounded like failed searches. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, yeah. I didn't like succeed the, in my goal. Yeah, no, that's Hang on balls, sticky business. When, when you read it all together as one, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> something go wrong? Yeah. What happened to you this week? Weird. Anyway. I'm uh, pretty sure that's a line of dialogue in Cyberpunk, a good example of the shortening that he was talking about. Bang on balls, sticky business, V. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly right. Oh, my gosh. We've done it outside and inside the game, like fishes out of water. This is amazing. All right, that's going to do it for us. I have to burp. I've been burping all night. Okay, oh, I'm going to hold it in. The gird. gird. I'm going to hold it in. I got the gird. I don't know why I got the gird. The gird. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Thank you all for watching, for listening, for hanging out, and for downloading this show. We will see you all next time for another core. Between now and then, go play some games. We'll see you then. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.